Greg, I think he's, I think he might be on a boat. Oh, oh, it's Caleb. <laughs> I thought that was Greg trying to pop on. Uh, Greg might be on like a boat somewhere. <laughs> he said he's going to try. He's like, hey, do you care if I try? I'm like, nah, try, try. Yeah, dude. That, that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, easy day. Try, try, try away. Uh, Dale King, owner of Portsmouth or Portsmouth? Portsmouth. Portsmouth, but spelt mouth. It is spelled mouth. Yeah. All right. I'm not stupid. No, you're... I ain't stupid. You're good. Uh, it, that's how dumb that city is. Uh, it's <laughs> said Portsmouth, but uh, but it, it's spelled Portsmouth, but said Portsmouth. Those that's how we know if you're an insider or an outsider. Yeah. Because people do say Portsmouth, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get you California types down here and they start saying Portsmouth. We immediately know where you're coming from. Get a rope. <laughs> hey, do you what, there was a commercial that was like that. Uh, oh, wow. It was like for a hot sauce or something. That probably wouldn't fly today. Do you remember that? Like it was, I, for, it was for a Texas hot. It was for a Texas hot sauce. And if you had the wrong hot sauce, they would say that. Get a rope. Get a rope. Uh, good morning, everyone. Caleb, good morning. Dang. Caleb, do you feel hungover? Mm, no. Oh. Why? I feel hungover. I, I I don't I don't even know why. I didn't even drink last night, but I felt I was thought maybe like we had a uh, Dave Driscoll on yesterday, Dale from um from um uh, uh, uh w- w- Wonderlust CrossFit in Bali. That's the dude who never puts on a shirt with the beautiful hair and the super he, hot. It dick. looks like he just runs like a fantasy camp. And yes, yeah. yes, that guy. that guy. Yeah, I'm hungover from talking to him. That's awesome, dude. What a different, what a totally different scene his gym is, his story than your story. Yeah, man. I I don't know too much about him other than I've you know seen a couple of videos on Instagram, but it looks pretty sweet. He's, he, yeah, he's turned his gym into a hotel. And uh, uh, eating service and like a Uber Eats and like a whole like same thing business, you know, opera 80 employees, you know, or 87 employees wow. business opportunities like you're doing. But um, more around. Um, food and beaver than. <laughs> than, I, than reconstruction and rehab, which is more like where you're in the reconstruction rehab phase. I'm in the wrong business. Food yeah. and beaver sounds exactly where he where, where one should be. Uh this Caleb, I, I went into Google and I just typed in um uh um uh small town strong apple and I see that uh, it's populated now in the uh apple menu. Uh, Dale has a movie coming out today. Uh, you produce the movie, Dale? Yes. Yeah. And by producer, you mean, uh, for those of you who don't know what a producer does, a producer's in charge of, of everything. Um, most importantly, making sure the movie gets started and finished, which, and, um, that there's the right people there to do it. And he has to come up with the money. Yes. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's the glory of being a producer. So that could mean getting people water, on a set, and that could mean um, firing directors because uh, uh, they're not getting it done. Well, there there was definitely be no fire of the director, so it was my really my best friend who uh, he was also executive producer and director, um, army buddy of mine, and uh, really, dude, it was just we kind of looked at each other. It was like we're, we're going to do this, and because uh, if we're not going to tell the story, I really don't think anybody else is, and um, so we we initially put up half and half uh to get the finances going and then um here we are man 
Hey, it looks um, it looks expensive. Did these guys have day jobs, the directors and the editors, or is, was this their job when they were doing it and you were paying them? Uh, so and I asked that because no. most documentaries, by the way, for people know, even the biggest ones are passion projects. Like it, this is not a uh, documentaries are not a money making venture. No, so the the actually the only person who got paid initially was uh, Spencer Millsap. So Chase's brother, uh, really the, the two the two brothers co-directed it, uh, and Spencer is like an award winning cinematographer for National Geographic and a bunch of projects on Disney. Um, so you know we we did have, we did have to pay him to to come to Portsmouth and uh, and he did a lot of work on the back end editing. So um, to you know no 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 disrespect to Spencer, but so far he's he's been the only one who's been paid on this project. No, no, it makes sense. Uh, uh, sh dude, shot crazy. Right? Cra dude, audio, crazy. Oh, man. Um, animations explaining the dopamine response. Crazy. So that guy, so <clears throat> that guy was from my gym, the graphic yeah. artist. Uh -huh. he, he, came to, he came to the gym five, six, seven years ago. I can't remember. College kid. And I've watched him. His name's Connor Sherman. I've watched him, dude, grow and develop. And uh, that was the whole thing. As much as we could, we wanted it to be people from inside the gym or from Portsmouth that were making this project or a part of it somehow. So that was all Connor Sherman, man. Um, the movie has such a crazy twist in it that I did not see coming um, and that I actually uh, rewound it. Uh, I, I did not want to rewind it. Yeah. I, I, I do not like uh, watching things twice. I have a very busy life, but I rewound it because I'm like, I, this cannot have just happened when you, I don't want to reveal what, what happens yeah. in the movie, but when you started filming the movie, obviously that there was no fucking way in hell you would have known that was going to happen. Oh no, it, no, there, it, it, uh, it's, it's, it's really hard for me to, to, to describe that. Um, was anyone like, okay, we have to stop making the movie? And everyone and some other people were like, no, shut the fuck up. We're putting it in the movie. And it's like, whoa, 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 we're not putting that in the movie. That that is actually the reason the movie got made. Mm. Um pr Explain. so prior to that, the way this was working, Savon was um so my my good friend Chase, he was um he was working for a a, a media company in LA that was focused on focused on veteran projects. So he, he had a lot of experience in the production media space out in LA and he ended up marrying a girl from Portsmouth, believe it or not, of all places. So he would, I met him through a mutual friend and like we immediately started broing out from like day one and became best friends. Um, so when he would always come to Portsmouth to visit the wife's family um, he's like, dude, do you mind? I'm just going to bring my camera. Like, I think what's going on in that gym is like a super special story and I'm just going to get footage while I can. And I was like, what yeah. year is that? What year is that Dale? 2017. Okay. Yeah. So 2017, Chase would come and he would like film our annual summer competition and stuff like that. And uh, his, another, another enormous, uh, another thing, dude, you got to let me help promote the gauntlet. Oh, if you please. want people to come from out of town, yeah. what is, what that's the event, dude. <laughs> we, we let's not forget to talk about that. That's a destination event that you're, you got it figured out, dude. 
Dude, that yeah, that's, yeah, you got it figured out. Okay, sorry, we'll come back to that event. Yeah, we will. I I, I love I love to nerd out on that, but that competition side. But so, um, it, and Chase had several connections in Hollywood, and he was like, "Dude, what we're gonna do is like we're gonna sell this as a developmental project. Like we're gonna pitch this as like a ten episode docu series or or reality TV." I don't know shit about any of this stuff, so I'm like, "Yeah, man, whatever fucking you want to do, let's we can make it happen." Um, COVID happens and Chase is like, I need to get the hell out of LA. Like this is becoming insane. So, uh, packs up the whole family, moves back to Portsmouth where his mother-in-law live. And, uh, now he's got some time on his hand, so he's able to film a little bit more. And what we, we now had a stringer, right? And so we're, we're pitching that to studios and streamers and stringers like a trailer, like to show people like, Hey, this is the, the, the this could be made into something. Yeah. And okay. so we were, we met with the big boys, man. And, um, we're just, they didn't like it. They said it, it basically the feedback we got was it was too earnest. Yeah. The, the other way, I think it's not sexy enough. Right. Right. It's not it's sexy like, yeah. Um, so we're like, all right, well then, and you'll see this in the film is uh, Wait, hold he on. Is. Hey, 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 oh, Greg, Wait, you know what's crazy? No, the picture's amazing. The audio, though, the engine, the the engines on the boat are too loud. Have them turn I those know. off. <laughs> it is so loud. <laughs> hey, can you show us where you're at? Can you like point yeah. at some shit? Yeah. Thank you, you I'll just, uh... Oh my, this is uh, so cool. That is not the Ohio River. That's Lake Tahoe. Ooh, dang. dang, dude. That's awesome. I don't, you know what? I lost uh, Wi Fi, but I just want to, <laughs> while, while I'm here, while this lasts, I'm going to share something. And that's it. Uh, I am so proud of Del King. I love you so much, brother. And, and, Brother, hey. I uh, thank you, man. You know, I, you know how much I love you, and that means a lot coming from you, brother. Oh my God, I love Rhett's hair. God, he, you guys are doing it. Yeah. Oh my goodness, is that your sister? Oh, that's your no, wife. Kathy's not here. <laughs> I know. I was joking about Maggie. <laughs> Dang, dude, you guys look great. Oh my goodness, that that boat life is doing you good. Here, let's see what happens when I move inside. Okay. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, I think I, I, Greg's somewhere in Croatia. I, I forget what that body of water, what's that body of water called, Greg? 
It's the Adriatic. Adriatic. Okay. Um, I'm going to mute you and let Dale just keep telling me. Oh, it's good. Go ahead, yeah. Dale. Now your audio is good, Greg. Good. Okay. Go ahead, Dale. Yeah. So, um, you know, kind of what Greg and you've already alluded to is when, when you'll find out in the film, but there was an event that happened and it really shook us to our core. And then Chase and I looked at each other and said, we have to fucking make this in order to tell the story. Uh, and we're not going to let, we're not going to let a studio or a streamer dictate whether we can do it or not. And that's, that's the reason the film got made. So, so basically the, the film was kind of a pipe dream and then, and then and you had started filming back in 2017 and then this, this event happened and you're like, okay, we're going to push this thing across the finish line. Yep. Yep. It, it, we, we, we now had a mission. We had to do it. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Uh, it, it is a, you know, this is going to sound completely callous, but it is a filmmaker's dream to have uh, a twist like that in a movie. Um, and now at least you guys can all say at least it didn't go to waste. You know, like it, it really drives the message home that, uh, that the movie wants to drive home the, the the potency of the situation, the severity of the situation, and that every single human being on planet earth is susceptible. It's interesting. You were uh, being interviewed by uh, Pedro over at coffee pods and Wad. Yeah. 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 And he, what's interesting is he said they don't have fentanyl in Ireland yet. And I actually Googled fentanyl Ireland. And like, there's these doomsday articles that have come out 2019 Ireland better prepare for the fentanyl attack 2020 Ireland better prepare for the fentanyl attack. And I guess it still hasn't happened because they, I have found one for every year, all the way up to 2023. There's even one a month ago, Ireland better prepare for the fentanyl attack, but it isn't it, it kind of amazing that fentanyl hasn't landed in Ireland. That's a trip, right? Well, what, it, what Pedro was saying that made a lot of sense is they don't have the same, um, involvement of the pharmaceutical companies into their country right and if we trace back where we're at with fentanyl it started in the 90s with pharmaceutical companies just flooding markets with opioids so it's if you, it's the three-wave process so the first wave was pain pills and opioids in the 90s and early 2000s da finally cracked down on that shut all those clinics down problem is you already have a drug addicted population they can't quit fucking opioids so what do they do they go to heroin so from the 2010s to the late 2019 18s it's pretty much heroin then fentanyl comes in because it's cheaper to make and it's more potent but but it still kind of doesn't explain why it has it, because it is so cheap you would have think it would have got there already like you think it'd be everywhere uh, uh, in one scene in the movie the doctor the physician um, who's also your wife holds up the sugar packet and says this is 40,000 doses in here yep. and 2000 lethal doses 40,000 medicinal doses and 2000 lethal doses in in the in the volume in the vet in the volume of a sugar packet man like so that's that's <laughs> why people die um, yes, you, you do have people who overdose, but what a lot of people don't, they just hear that term overdose, but really what they're not understanding is some of those are fentanyl poisoning. So if, if you're wanting to do some Coke or Adderall, 
all it takes is a couple specks of that stuff to be mixed in there, and that's how you die of fentanyl poisoning. Listen, if you want, you can help. You can help by just going, but you can help Dale. You can help uh, CrossFit. You can help his affiliate. You can help the cause. You can help the filmmakers. You can participate in this. And how you do that is you go to your phone. You open up Apple TV. You go there and you pur purchase it. Um, which we're all going to do this morning, and then you purchase it, and as more and more people purchase this documentary, it will push it up into the number one spot, which will get more and more eyeballs on it, and they'll become sort of this, um, uh, the more popular it gets, the more popular it gets effect. So if you have, uh, I, I'm guessing, I don't know how much it is, I'm guessing it's probably like $14.99. If you have $14.99, you want to support CrossFit Portsmouth, you want to support uh, what uh, CrossFit is doing, um, you know, as Greg has all told us, uh, um, cure the world's most vexing problem, you know, whether it be a chronic disease or uh, addiction, um, participate in this. Oh, 1299. Yeah. And, um, I, I don't want anyone to think this is like a, like you're going to go hang yourself after you watch this movie. It's a great movie. It's not a depressing movie. It's like, um, it, it's intense. There's a, there's some crazy twists and turns in it, but you'll, you will leave there. There's a closing scene with Dale in there where you will leave there being like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go attack, uh, the world. Yo. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Greg. Yeah, scaring me dancing around. I'm just so worried you're going to give something away because uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing can prepare you for this. And you sit yeah. there watching through your fingers and just with it, uh, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing, an amazing human story. Hey, I think more people now know people who've died from fentanyl than like AIDS or, or I think it's like approaching like cancer status. Like I think I don't know about Kayla, but all of us here now knows. I can't believe I know someone. I mean, it's very close to Greg knows people very close to him who've died of it and who weren't doing it. Who weren't doing fentanyl and died of fentanyl overdose. That, that's the part of the poisoning, man. Like you don't like in uh, our friend talks about in the film is like unless you're getting something from a pharmacy like you're you're playing if it's a street drug you're playing russian roulette nowadays and the reason is like all dope houses trap houses like it's not like they have great manufacturing processes they don't clean the table afterwards so they could be distributing heroin one day cutting coke the next if that gets intermingled you're done Caleb, do you know anyone who's died from fentanyl? No, but my wife comes home just about every shift and talks about how somebody was overdosing, like how she had to administer Narcan. And uh, like one time last week, she had somebody, she had a double overdose, fentanyl overdose. And it was like two, like 40 something year old dudes. They just One of them died and the other one made it. Like it's, it's happens every week. There's, there's a, a, a character in the documentary who, uh, I think she said she was Narcan. She'd been Narcan 20 times in her life. Sometimes like, one dose isn't even enough. So you, like you give them one dose of Narcan and then they still won't wake up. So you have to give them another one and another one. It's crazy. It's not, yeah. dude. it's yeah. like sit really since the pandemic. Um, I, I've seen more, I've known more guys die here in Portsmouth than I, than I knew in two deployments in Iraq. There's a character in the movie named Rooster. Uh, is he okay? Is he still okay? Yeah, he's actually Rooster. Just uh, he left us to take a factory job uh, about an hour away to be closer to to his folks and make a little bit more money. Um, but he's dude. He's got his license. Uh, he's got a great job. He, he's uh, he's 
he's done exactly what he's need to do right now. Do you do you um live in like a state of a little bit of fear that um every morning you're gonna wake up and one of your homies is gonna re- relapse? It's, it's it feels like there's that kind of that. At least I would be kind of in that situation. I mean, you're around a bunch of people who were all standing at the edge of the Grand Canyon getting ready to jump, and now everyone's taking a step back. And you're like, well, okay, how about you take three steps back? You know, like uh, the solid crew that we have, I don't really um, – that's not my concern. I mean, we're we're going on several years now with a lot of them. Um, but it's just like as a business owner – I'm worried like when and if I can't make payroll and these guys can't work, what's going to happen? Like that's, that's my stress more than, than that. So it's just like trying to keep this thing rolling and going so they can all have stability and not have to uh, worry about a paycheck. Greg, um, 15,000 affiliates. Um, so many of them have a Dale story. He's a fucking dime a dozen dude. Uh, veteran comes back, opens an affiliate. Whoop de do. How what stands out about this guy? Um, that makes it that you got how does he get into the Greg Glassman inner circle? How is it that every time I go to a party at your house, Dale's there? He's just a regular affiliate owner. Can you hear me, Greg? Damn, that was a good setup. How does how did how do you? How do you guys become end up becoming friends? Because I know you guys. I know you're not speaking hyperbole. Um, he's everywhere, and I know. And, and like, yeah, I could be at your house and walk in, and you're the, on the phone with him. It was during the uh, lockdowns. Um, I was doing Zoom calls, and uh, he, he gave a quick description of what was going on in his box and what they were doing, and uh, we've just stayed close. And uh, but, but I how does like want him and everything. I want him at everything I do. But what stood out about him? I mean, there, you were meeting, you were, those Zoom calls were 30 people, new affiliates you know a day. Watch for, the documentary mm-hmm. and you'll understand why Greg Glassman is in love with Dale King. <laughs> How could you not? How could I you hear you. It, 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 <clears throat> it speaks to anyone's heart who has one. And what, and what his box has done, you know, each box has an enormous potential. You can get people fit or you can, you can fitness. I wrote a thing on what I call the transference effect in a column I had in the Santa Cruz Sentinel in the, in the mid nineties. And I said that the, the gym, that fitness is the province where, where essential lessons for success were most easily um, uh, delivered and read received and delivered. And what, what Mr. King has done is it epitomizes that potential. And so just as every member has a potential, so does every box. And he is my favorite of 15,000, um, or even now if there's 10, whatever the number is, uh, it, it, for obvious reasons. And when you see that, you watch that documentary, it's going to be abundantly clear to everyone. And if not, you're no friend of mine. You know, there's something, there's something wrong with you if you don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. You know, it's, each it's, I've said before, each of our gyms has the potential to be the most important place in your community for for healing, for health, for for wellness, for friendship, for uh, camaraderie. You know that we, we that the effective gym will have an impact that will make the uh, a psychiatrist, a priest, or an emergency room physician jealous. And man, he's knocked it out of the park. Uh, Dale, did you ever I'm think just that here you, to cheerlead? 
pom poms, the whole bit. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, Dale, did you ever think the movie wouldn't be made? Oh shit! Like along um, the way, were you like, because that happens, right? It it does, um, and especially this being my first uh, my first foray into filmmaking, um, mm -hmm. it it was probably one of the most challenging business ventures I've ever I've ever been a part of. Um, there, it, you just start run you you run out of money, um, which means you can't do the edit. You can't do the shots. You can't do anything. Um, but and that and I can't say enough good things about Chase. Uh, Chase, <laughs> Chase is a neighbor. This is the guy who originally started shooting it in 2017, who fled LA during the pandemic because yeah. of the zombies and the wackadoodles. And like his background is, uh, Chase is a Naval Academy grad, became a Marine infantry officer. Decided that wasn't cool enough, so he switched branches and then became Army Special Forces captain. Um, like he, he, like you get two guys with the, with that kind of background, we're not gonna fail. I mean, we might fuck it up sixteen different ways, but we we're not gonna look at each other and say, "Well, buddy, it's time to pack it in." Um, it because it, it then of the singular event that happened. Now we had soul behind it, and that's – it was very difficult. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. And But what really gave us hope was uh, I knew Tyson Oldroyd, and once we had a rough cut, I needed somebody to tell me, like, is this okay? Sent it to Tyson. Tyson immediately texted back and said, this is the most – powerful piece of CrossFit content I've ever seen. And I want to try to get as CrossFit behind it as much as possible. Yeah. So that really, that really gave us the validation we needed. Are they pushing it today? Are they pushing it on their, on their, yeah, I, I believe, I believe okay. there's some stuff that's going to come out. I mean, and besides the fact they, they, uh, they had us come out to the games, they aired the trailer at the games. Awesome. They, they did like, they've, uh, Nicole has been amazing um, supporting this and Tyson and, and uh, Bischel and, and everybody. I, I can't, I'm really honored that they want to push this. Yeah, it should be leveraged. It should be leveraged. It's, it's good for everyone involved. Uh, Dick Butter says, I want him in bed with me and my wife. I think that's you, Dale. That's kind of cool. Get in line, Dick. Uh, uh, Chris, uh, I love this show so damn much. Well, good. The show uh, loves you. Um, um, what is this? Uh, Cave Dastro. Does Greg think owner's ego is the thing that holds them back from being the most impact? Think owner's ego. What's owner's ego? Is it, is it holds like them back. No, he does. No, I, I don't even understand. I don't understand the question. Um, no, I think I think if anything, the average affiliate is, <clears throat> if anything, on the short side of recognizing the potential. Or the ah, importance. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I see. So each individual owner, yeah. Like they should believe you. Like this guy, Joe Neal's. Like this guy believes. Greg, are you follow, have you seen this guy, Joe Neal's, what he's doing over at Kenosha CrossFit? No. So 
he heard he heard two messages. He heard you basically say, "Hey, if you're not a if you're not walking around and like seeing potential people that you can um, hand out this remedy to, this cure for the world's most vexing problem, then you're probably not really meant to be a gym owner or a coach. You're not doing your job. Like you should walk around and be seeing that and approaching people." And then he heard Don's idea of having 30 million uh, new members. So this guy has made it his goal, and he's releasing these two minute videos where for 30 days. He's releasing a video where he goes out and tries to get a new member from his gym. So here, the, here's an episode where he's in Walmart, right? And he goes into a McDonald's and he goes into a Jack in the Box or he goes to a car wash. And he's basically just approaching people and being like, hey, I got something for you. And that was inspired by something he heard you say on this uh, on this podcast. Yeah, and, you and, know, when, if you go up to someone who's 400 pounds, for instance, yeah, and you tell them, I can help you, they won't ask, what the fuck are you talking about? That won't happen. It doesn't go down like that. They know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't yeah, that I've interesting? Seen, yeah, I've seen you do that a bunch. I saw, I saw you do that a bunch. It's the same jack-in-a-box with two different people, like a year apart. The game. Yeah, yeah, very effective. Yeah, that, that that's... Anyway, I, I'm so impressed by what Joe Neal's doing. Do you know him uh, by any chance, Dale? You know that guy? No, I don't, but I, that's that's awesome. That's exactly yeah. He looks very familiar to me. I didn't think I did. Like, maybe I don't, but he does look familiar. You probably know him. He, he's pretty... He's um, he's a he's a, he's a a diehard. You, you probably know. And of all well, places, right? Kenosha. What he's doing, you know, look, you're a lifeguard, right? What, what was the story that... Uh, you know, there's lifeguards and swim coaches. We, he's a swim coach that's gone into into where the, the need is greatest, which puts him kind of in a lifeguard position. And when you when you walk up to someone and tell them, I can help you, you pick someone out at the Walmart, um, it, it's, it's more than a swim coach. You have the lifeguard and a swim coach. It's an intervention of the, of the first order. It's really cool. I think it's brilliant. Me too. Dale, what are your goals for the movie? What, what would you like to see unfold? Man, um, <clears throat> the first one is uh, is honor my friend, mm. um, which I know we've done. Um, the second is provide as much education around the issue, and um, and I think the film does a great job of that because you, you, you a lot of stuff out there you don't hear the person's point of view that's suffering through the, through the, um, through addiction and how they got there. And by doing that, you can kind of understand, like I used to have such a negative point of view that they were all just dirt bags and mentally weak. And um, honestly, like, that's what they get. Like that's, you know, the, their, their actions warrant what's happening to them, but you'll find out like, that's not the case. Um, they all got there. They all got there through different avenues, but they all have trauma involved. Um, and that's why they chose to do opioids or, or whatever drug that they were that they were on. And I think if we can provide that awareness, then we can uh, we can inspire change um, and just allowing being a tool for affiliate owners to know that, hey, you know what? It's listen, if you want to make money and you, you want to have an easy job, you don't open an affiliate like that's that's not the first two things. But this is this is a great tool that you can use in your own neighborhoods to uh, 
to make a difference. And it doesn't have to be substance use disorder. Like every town, big city, whatever, has a unique issue in their backyard that CrossFit is a, is a perfectly designed weapon that can have a tremendous impact on. Um, Dale, you're reminding me, there's a similarity here in the, the uh, infant drowning. And part of what greatly complicates uh, uh, prevention is the assumption of hypervigilance and neglect. And so, but what we learned with, with drowned kids is that some of the most helicoptery vigilant moms you could ever imagine have lost kids. And it really has nothing to do with neglect. And these aren't losers. And if you think that, if you think this can't impact you or your kids, you're a fool, a fool. Nobody, nobody is exempt from this pain. And it came to my own family last year. Uh, Dale, there's a, there's my a line. Sister, that... My sister called crying and said that uh, her, uh, her man's daughter that had lived with them had, had passed. Oh. And first thing I said was fentanyl. And it was, yes. No, we're all, we're all, we're all next. And you don't have to, you don't have to touch shit yourself. Mm-hmm. It'll happen to someone you love. Yep. Dale, there's a line in the movie where uh, there is, it talks about compassion fatigue, and, and you kind of mentioned it here about like, hey, yeah, you show up to your town, and it's like, what the fuck is going on here? And you just want to pick up, you want to get a dumpster, you want to get a truck, a dump truck, and scoop all these people up off the sidewalks and just kind of just dump them in the in the desert, right? Like, hey, we got to clean our town up. Mm-hmm. There, there's this. Uh, there's this other epidemic that I feel it's going on in California, and I don't know where else it's going on in the United States, but it's it's just the the crime rate is like skyrocketing, and I have I have I don't I have no compassion for it. I'm, I don't know if I need to cultivate compassion for it or not, but I have no compassion for it. And and I and I wonder what the what the if there's a distinction there. If you have any thoughts on that, the difference between all this. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. It, it's like a purge. It's like just just open season on just um, some of these cities, San Francisco, Oakland, L.A. It's just like people just, you know, driving in their car and people breaking their windows and stealing mm-hmm. shit out of their car right when they're in the car. And yep. these aren't isolated incidents. You, you think that there's – is there any like – do you have any thoughts on, on, on saving those people, fixing that situation? And, and, and then on top of that, if you could also like, do you think that arresting these people – I was thinking if I was addicted to heroin, I would want to be – I don't want a clean needle exchange. I don't think there's anyone who's addicted to heroin who wants to be addicted or who's addicted to drugs who wants to be. I think we all like anything I've ever been addicted to. I want to get away from. And so um, what's wrong with arresting these people and giving them, putting them in jail and giving giving them a two week reprieve. I would want my son or daughter arrested and taken to jail so they could get a chance to be clean. And that's kind of touched upon in the movie. There's a guy who said, if I, w- I told them, Hey, if you let me back out, the- I told the guy after I was arrested, if you let me back out onto the streets, I'm going to die. Look, I, I think there's tremendous room for improvement with the with the criminal justice system when it comes to nonviolent drug offenders. Um, it, you talk, I mean, we have I have great relationships with the cops here. Eighty to ninety percent of all crime in our town revolves around drugs. Right. Um, homeless but, people are not homeless people. They're drug addicts who live who've decided that stealing and their drugs is more important. Their occupation is stealing. 
and they're uh, to, to get drugs and they've chosen drugs over a shelter. That's yep. a 99% accurate what I'm yep. saying, by the way. Yeah. Okay. And Go so a, a couple things from, we, we need to understand we are paying for this problem, no matter what we being the taxpayers. So we can't just arrest everybody and put them away. Right. A, it doesn't work. B it's also more expensive than trying to find them, place them in a good treatment facility. But they, they do, left to their own devices, they will not, it's, it's death or crime, which let's talk, that's a third option. Well, there's, there, it's a massive drain on the healthcare system that everybody who overdoses, like when, when Sarah was talking that she overdosed nine times, that does not come without a cost to the taxpayer itself. Like that's a, that's a hospital run. That's a med, like it's, it, we are all paying for this. So that's what we need to understand. So we need to select the best option that, I mean, callously speaking, that will get us a return on investment. Locking them up for the rest of their life is not going to do it. Letting them continue their action is not going to do it. There's some really innovative court systems who are, who are opening drug courts um, and recovery courts. And Greg, you'll love this. There's a guy, Judge Lee Harrell in, in Giles County, Virginia. Uh, he came up here about a month ago. He, he doesn't call, he's the court, uh, he's the judge, the county judge. He doesn't call his drug court, drug court. He calls it recovery court. And on Mon Monday and Wednesday night, the courtroom turns into a CrossFit gym. Wow. Like you can look it up on YouTube. It's, it's, it's one of the craziest things I've seen. Uh, like Giles County recovery court and they're freaking doing wall balls, like next to a portrait of a guy <laughs> in the, uh, in the uh, courtroom. Yes, that's it. Oh, is that the judge? That, no, that's so he's like the coach. Uh, the judge is, is featured in there as well. Um, but that's, that's the kind of progressive. Like Michael Moore. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Look. See? Crazy, dude. The guy that that's 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 Lee right there. Yeah, Judge Harrell in the blue. Why um why the courtroom? That's the only space they got. That's the only space they got. He is an amazing. Oh, it's, man. it's a it's a perfect spot. Hey Dale, God. you remember when kids would get in trouble and you could uh, you could avoid you could avoid uh, incarceration by joining the service? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And, and, and so yeah, that's sentence him to CrossFit and you fuck up and it's jail. Right. And so that's what's happening in our area now is um, th th they basically made a decision that they're not wait. And it's it's come from necessity. Our jails can't hold anymore. Like our jails have to prioritize violent offenders versus nonviolent drug offenders. And they're given an option like, hey, you need to go to treatment at X, Y, Z facility. Um and that that's a part of your parole probation. Um, and if you and if you fail to meet your probation parole requirements, then you're going to go to to prison or, or jail. 
let, let me fall into the weeds here a little bit and get into the minutiae. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to see people. I don't want, I, I want people arrested and, and I'm open to being naive yeah. and unfucked, but I want people arrested who are doing drugs openly on the streets. I don't, when I see these shots of Kensington outside of Philadelphia, where it's literally just city streets or, or San Francisco and there's needles everywhere and there's people doing drugs in the open. I want to see them all arrested and thrown in jail. Is it like, even if it's just for two weeks, I just want them off the street. But I, on top of that, I also think if I was one of those people or those were my kids, I would want them arrested too. Yes. Even I, for two weeks, even for two weeks, just give them a chance to like sober I, up. I don't think um, being punished when you break the law is a radical statement. Okay. I think well, and and, and I, I view it as is helpful. Yeah, it is. Sevi, look, you're a you're a parent, and, you, and the phone call the, that you want at three in the morning when you find out your kid's been arrested. Thank God that it's not the other call. Right, right. Yeah, and, and, I don't want it. That's that's a call that gives you hope. Right, right. Oh, he's off the street. I can go to sleep now. He's in jail. Mm -hmm. With uh, yeah. with uh, it's yeah. got to reduce the odds of yeah. an overdose. It yeah. has to. Yeah, right. We we, we just at this need... point, that's all that matters. The worst thing that happens is he gets a tattoo and punched in the face. We just need to do a better job of getting them effective treatment. Get them off the street. Step one. Get them off the street. Step two. Get them effective treatment that uh, they need to be held accountable to. Um, and, and that's the great part about like our, the partner that we work with is they have a lot, they have what's what they call outpatient treatment or transitional living. And to be in that, um, program, you have to, you have to be drug screened three times a week. You have to meet your mandatory counseling requirements and you either have to be looking for, or have a part-time job. And that, that's the missing aspect in a lot of treatment now. That's solely based upon 60, 90 or 90, 60, you know, 30, 60, 90 day treatment, get them in, get them out. And they're back on the street. Like that doesn't work. Like to get somebody who's been addicted to heroin and fentanyl and meth or whatever, it's not a 90 day process. It's a, you know, six, 12, 18 month continued program with accountability and a lot of milestones in between to get them. Um, at one point, uh, many years ago, Greg was uh, sharing this uh, information with me that the um, the the drug addict problem that they call the homeless problem in C the city of Seattle alone is a one billion dollar industry. And now I have a handful of friends um, who are actually very, very wealthy who are in the rehab business, like mm -hmm. very wealthy. And uh, it, it seems to be its its own whole uh, economy. Where I'm guessing there's a shitload of corruption and, and, and misuse of funds, right? Yeah, there, there it, and, and so what happened, the problem with that amongst many problems, especially here locally, is you have like, you have really good people who are doing things the right way, but one bad actor shits on the entire community. And so what that does, who it ultimately harms is the addict. Because now they're all cast in the same light that it's all, they're all just using Medicaid dollars and it's all about the money and they don't care about treating the person. They just care about getting the money. And, and that is true. There are, there are bad actors and they should be dealt with and punished to the full extent because um, they just, they make it worse for everybody who's trying to do the right thing. Um, 
but it's dude it's such a complex complicated issue um that really doesn't need to be there just it just needs to be better ways of doing it any thoughts on um a lot of the blame i've heard is on the border being open do you have any thoughts on that any relationship to the drug problem and the border being open in the south is that a, you you hear pundits in the news talk about that a lot it, it's not helping it's okay. not helping at all but like the drug problem is a supply and demand mm-hmm. uh, and we already talked about the sugar packet right last year the dea seized enough fentanyl to kill every person in the united states mm. that's just what they seized let alone right. coming in we as a country you need to have a border and it needs to be secured once again i don't think that's a radical statement to say no. either um no. but as much energy as we're putting into fixing the supply pro- fixing the supply problem we need to deploy the same amount of assets to the demand problem as well. Oh, interesting. So like, and let me, oh, fuck it. I don't care. We're giving, we're giving $75 million to Ukraine. Right. Or 75 billion. Sorry. Right. right. Yeah. Buh, buh, um, buh, buh. With the B that we know buh. of. Yeah. Uh, which I'm not saying we should or we shouldn't, but let's try matching every fucking dollar for our own people. Right. And see what happens. What is what is the um, how many people live in Portsmouth? Twenty thousand in the town, seventy thousand in the county, and and it is it is infamous, notorious, widely accepted as the uh, uh, ground zero for uh, opioid addictions in the United States of America, planet Earth. It, well, it, it's a historical fact. The the guy who created the first ever pain clinic pill mill business was in Portsmouth. And and what is the um, do you guys get does the city get a tremendous amount of funding to help fight it uh no not i mean not not really see it's a right now it's a it's it's a healthcare problem so so for us the good thing is if if you are if you need help you can go to a, a rehab center a treatment facility um and you don't have to worry about payment like that is taken care of that didn't used to exist so it's it's all Medicaid funded right now. So it's essentially a healthcare problem. So you there's there's multiple treatment centers to choose from, um, but it's all basically taxpayer funded to to for treatment. Uh, do you have a premiere tonight anywhere in in the town or anything? You doing? We, a we had one on Saturday. Uh, at the at the local university and like close to 500 people showed up wow wow um it was like applause at the end um you know it, it was nuts man to see uh to see that come to like all that hard work comes out and not and it elicits the response that you that you wanted was it was it was a magical night how about the um, the the cast of characters in it? Are they happy with the outcome? They, yes, they they uh, like Sarah. Um, oh, she every it was emotional, man. Like it was, they lived it. You know, they they lived it. Yes. Um, and to see like four years of their life condensed to ninety minutes. Um, it was it was meaningful for them they were happy they it's it's been such a good vibe since it came out
Dale, correct me if I'm wrong, but my guess would be each of them has something they can show their family that will make them proud of them in a way that they never thought was ever going to happen. It's 100% right. So one of the guys, Andrew, um, he's got a baby on the way, but he was able to bring both of his older daughters to the premiere that he basically was non-existent in their life when they were growing up. Um, and it was something that they could all share together. Um, I was eight, like, my dad's 84, 85, my mom's 74. They were able to come. Um, they just, my mom just said, I wish you didn't cuss as much, but she. Uh, <laughs> I love that. That's what my mom says. <laughs> but it, my dad sent me a very uh, meaningful email afterwards that. I'm just glad they were able to be there. It, it, it kind of validates their existence too, right? Everything they went through. So like you're a drug addict and you're like, well, fuck, at least someone's going to, there's a movie now and someone's going to get to see this and hopefully my journey can inspire and just save one life. Right. Exactly. And even more so like um, trying to dance around the issue, but um, all I really cared about were the parents of somebody featured in that film and mm -hmm. how, mm -hmm. what their opinion was. And, uh, she said, I've been struggling with what happened to my son. Um, I now understand why with this film being out. And so I was like, mission, like that's all I needed to hear. Hey, Sevi, uh, remember yeah. we used to give away books and we, we had some, figured out a way to gift shit with Amazon? Yeah. The first 1,500, whatever. Remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, get with Amazon Prime, and I got, I got, I got a, I got five hundred of these for your, for your folks. I'll find oh, it. Wow! Oh, wow! Yeah, work, work, find a way to do that. Okay, awesome. Is it, is it on Amazon Prime? It's, it's on. Uh, yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. Well, is there a place you prefer people to get it? Man, I, <laughs> I need to talk to my distributor, but uh -huh. right now, just get the fucking thing and watch it. I, we don't care, man. Like We okay. just want as many people to see it. Okay. Um, do you know of any affiliates who are showing it? Craig Howard already did. He, he kind of got awesome. a little, uh, he, he got a bro deal. He, they, he was able to leak it out on Friday night. Um, oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. God, dude, he's doing such great shit over there. Dude, he's the like Craig is the guy. Um, he don't think he gets enough credit, man. Like, I look at Craig like you know I'm forty. I'll be forty three in a couple months, and honestly, there's just some days I'm like, how fucking long am I gonna keep doing this? Because uh, you you know you go ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. And then I just look at Craig and I'm just like indefinitely. I guess like I can keep doing this. <laughs> I can keep pushing this rock up the hill. Uh, as long as it's fun. So he's, he's a great source of information and inspiration for me. How are the other businesses doing? How's Doc Martin, uh, uh, Doc S Spartan doing? Good, and man. Doc We're Spartan hard. just tells like the, the stuff you do in the bathroom, right? Like deodorants <laughs> and soaps and, yeah. and, and things like yeah. that. And then, and then you also have the kettlebell business. Yeah. So we, we, we got very lucky. Um, there, Rogue started making kettlebells in Portsmouth, Ohio, um, at, at a local foundry here. And then the foundry you facilitated that with Bill and Katie. I, yeah, I, I, I hit up Bill and I said, Hey, there's a foundry here in Portsmouth. I think uh, this was during the pandemic. Um, 
when you couldn't, you know, things couldn't be shipped from overseas. And I was like, our foundry is like wanting to get into that business. And I think it'd be, you know, it's 90 miles from, from Columbus. And in true Bill fashion, like 10 minutes later, he said, let's make it happen. Um, and the foundry is really good at making cast iron stuff. Uh, but they're not a, <laughs> they're not a packaging company. So two months into it, they said, Hey, would you want to open up a packaging company to, to package all these kettlebells for us? So, uh, that's, that's what we do at Spartan Solutions Group. And that's what Sarah, who's featured in the film, that's, she, she runs that shop. And then I hey, know Gail, she how about a, how about a Doc Spartan Narcan? <laughs> wow. 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 It's coming over the counter. <laughs> wow. Is it really? That's, if that's something that's attractive to you. Is it really coming over the counter? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're going to be able to get it at fucking CVS. I hate them. What? <laughs> Wow! Uh, all profits from this Narcan go to uh, closing the border. Wow! To that would be amazing. <laughs> wow! In honor of someone we love. Yeah. Yeah. Wow! Oh, they could have names on them. They could have pictures on each thing as someone who passed. Wow! Wow! Like cigarette boxes. Oh my goodness! Uh, so so both those I'm businesses. More, I'm more proud of this that I am, and you know, I'm extraordinarily proud of our, of our involvement with the, with the SOCOM and, you know, spec ops, tech ops communities, but this, the, the least of us concept really got me, Dale. Hmm. And you still good? We still good with, uh, with SQ? Oh yeah. 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 Uh, that, yeah, it's, it's not to me, it's not like, it's not that it's not a hard thing to do. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. It's just, um, it's such an issue that, I mean, that CrossFit has such a tremendous impact on Like it's almost, it's, it's such a no brainer. Um, and, just, and if you see, like, once you see the power, once you see one person's life change, you you become changed by that and want to want to do whatever you can to support it and keep it going. Uh, Rambler, I've been put on timeout. Uh, no warning of abusive power. No warning. No, no, if someone put you on timeout, it was on accident. Unless unless you were talking about my mom. But other than that, you can say pretty much. Uh, you can say pretty much uh, whatever you want. You're not only doing the kettlebells, you're doing the, um, it looked like you guys were doing those plates that sit inside of like Nautilus machines or whatever. You know what I mean? You're also making those. So you've expanded, that's expanded. The foundry's expanded outside of kettlebells now, right? Yeah. So, and so that's a credit to the employees. So the, we, we started as just like packaging kettlebells and, and rightfully so like um, the company's called Osco. They're, they're a little wary of, of having a bunch of addicts do all this. Um, yeah, that was the most clean cut guy in the uh, movie, the guy who represented Oscar. <laughs> um, yeah, that's Tom, Tom's a good dude. And um, once they proved that they could do that, what, what ended up happening is whatever um, we got into small parts machining. So whatever the foundry couldn't handle at the time, they'd be like, hey, we have we have these crazy parts that we need. We, we need finished. You guys want to give it a go? 
and we're like, hell yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. And then before we know it, like we're doing thousands of pieces of small parts, cast iron pieces. Yeah. How, how many employees between all the businesses, the gym, the, uh, doc Spartan and the, um, the boxing business. It, it fluctuates seasonally. Um, I think right now we have, we have about 11, uh, and we just got two, uh, two Sarah and Nicole went to a level one two weeks ago. So they're going to be in the process of, of getting on the floor eventually. And, and how, did, did you expand locations? What in the, in the movie, there's talking about like three or four locations where other things are going on. Did you expand or what is that? Those are sister so gyms. We, we did. We, we moved uh, our gym, but that was like back in 2013 or something. And so inside of the gym, and we have an office area on the gym. That's where we do all the Doc Spartan stuff. And then we bought a warehouse literally across the like – we're renting a warehouse across the street, and that's where we do all the uh, the Spartan Solutions packaging and grinding in there. Uh, Natalie, uh, Natalie Bates, Seattle is fucked up. It's affecting us here on the outskirts. Hi, guys. Dale, you rock. Thanks, Nat. Um, Dale, how often do you get a new member who 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 is using the program as part of their rehab? Um, I, maybe one one a month or something like that. The, the way it works is we are we are contracted to the counseling center. They have their own gym, so we go there. Okay, that's the gym I was referencing. That's yeah, the yeah, gym. Yeah. I okay, okay. Yeah, so that's their gym that. Back in 2018, we helped them set up and and turn it into a CrossFit gym, essentially. So, yeah, I mean, if you look at everything, we have our gym here. We have we do 20 classes a week at their facility. We've got the warehouse across the street. We got Doc Spartan, and we actually last month we started. I'm really proud of this. Following that, we're in a minimum security correctional facility. So we're doing three class CrossFit classes inside the prison. Uh, Olivia, I love the grenade soap. Oh, uh, awesome. Listen, I want to talk to you about the grenade soap here for a second. There's no warning that that shouldn't be used on your anus or your cock and balls. And it should not be. That's, so, so, some part. Should, some, listen, some that's the only Listen, I don't, I'm not trying to take it. I'm not trying to hurt your business. I do not. But, um, I, the only places I wash is my, my, my butt and my balls and my armpits that, and then I get out of the shower. I don't use soap anywhere else. And that shit will make your butthole tingle. Like for 15 minutes after, like, I don't need my butthole tingler. It should warn. Do not use on your anus. will make your anus tingle. Some people, no, I think, I think it means you need it most there. <laughs> it's like those things the dentist gave you if your mouth turned red you missed the spot where you brushed yeah yeah you have a dirty oh ass my goodness that. oh my goodness <laughs> if your butt's tingling it's dirty what, what soap do you have that doesn't make your butt tingle when you use it uh well currently we only we only have we only have the grenade soap we do have some body wash could you make one that doesn't? I like the shape. It, it's it's really nice. It works good in that region. But the uh, the, could you make one of those that doesn't tingle? Call it like Wait, the CEO brand you, or something. We'll, we'll are you it, sitting on it, Seth? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's 
You're not supposed to leave it in. You're supposed to. Yeah. But, but, but no, yeah, I would love to know, Olivia, when you used that, you didn't get some tingling that you didn't, that was a little too much for you in that, in the uh, old kazoo region? That's why she loves it. it. Yeah, like seriously. Oh. Let me see what, uh, uh, grenade soap, oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Brett Bauer, the grenade soap takes a few watches to get used to. Used to? <laughs> <laughs> that's what i told my first girlfriend it's gonna take you a little while to get used to this deodorant is also great dale's the man has helped our affiliate implement the ports uh ports myth uh method no it's not i don't want to get used to it i'm not interested in like i'm not i'm not i don't want to get used to tingling anus uh okay um uh audrey uh i love it when my butthole tingles all right um Hey, okay. Sevi, I would have, yeah. I, you know what? It's like, I shouldn't be surprised that you go on this route on things. Right. This right. One, I would have thought would have been a hard one to hijack into the, into degeneracy, <laughs> but you've done it. And I, <laughs> I love you for that. It's a, it's pro it's product talk. I mean, I want the best for his business and I would like to, um, right. them to generate everyone to generate a great income there. I can't be the only, have you had, have you had discussions about making one of those that doesn't tingle just a regular bar of soap? We, we, we could, we could take the, uh, the peppermint out of it. You would, your butthole would be tingle free. Um, uh, Jethro, uh, Cardona, uh, butthole tingle. I'll buy a case. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bloss is in the gym. I'm glad I'm using earplugs for this one. Um, <laughs> Uh, do you think you're going to get approached now by anyone, um, the powers that be that like, Hey, there could be, um, a, um, some sort of reality show, uh, with the gym now. I, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're open to everything, but the, a reality TV shit doesn't really like fire. Me up yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think for us, like we, we would like to, um, take what we've done here, compile the lessons learned, and, and try to help as many communities as possible do what we do. That's that's what would be mission success for us. Hey, in in like ten or fifteen minutes, you're going to be walking into a gym with like people who are like pissed and like some people like still thinking about the last time they OD'd. And Greg's going to be walking into one of the nicest restaurants in the world having a fucking mimosa and fucking crumpets. <laughs> Look at him pulling up to the fucking... He, he's in a he's in a 100-foot sailboat pulling up the deck in some rare island in Croatia. And, he, and you know what? He deserves every single drop. I agree. I agree. I agree. Look how it's, hot his wife is uh, back there. She's like, ship ahoy. Look at that. It's... It's your, it's everyone's love that put me here. And I hope it's well understood how grateful I am. Well, I, I and I think this, I want to make this point very clear. This film exists because of you, Greg. Uh, and, and I, <laughs> I had a very interesting discussion early on with, with some of the producers on the, on the, uh, on the squad. And uh, they're like, Hey, you have like a, we don't know about this like Greg Glassman guy. Like if you if you Google him, I don't I don't basically they were saying you need to you need to manage your relationship because it could negatively impact the film. Uh-huh. 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 You better. And uh I said this film doesn't fucking exist without him. So that's not my problem. And we we very clearly uh agreed to disagree. Two, three weeks later, CrossFit said. <laughs> 
we want to air the trailer at the CrossFit Games, and that's why we got a distribution deal. So it, it all worked out in the end. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to show you this guy, Travis Kelsey, made his fucking millions um, running around on a field with a ball, probably shooting steroids, and now he's making millions of dollars while selling drugs that kill little boys. Well, the guy uh, um, up top there you see with the red hat on uh, made his millions of dollars uh, offering things that um, uh, help save uh, little boys, little girls, and, uh, and, and all of us on planet Earth uh, gave us uh, hope for our existence. Uh, finally gave us a place to go to learn what to eat and how to move and how to stay healthy. That I mean, just fucking think about what your life would be without what fucking Greg has contributed. I know you're not enjoying this at all, Greg. But uh, it, it has to be. It has to fucking be said. Even my mom said it to me. Damn, can you imagine if we wouldn't have found Greg? It's like fuck yeah, be doing just dipshit things. And 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 thank you. Like like I for sure would have taken that fucking injection. I'd be sh for sure eating stupid shit. I'd be fucking like trying to figure out what where I'm gonna run today. Um, uh, thank you, on behalf of all of us. Yeah, you deserve fucking a thousand boats like that, dude. Yeah, you, well, you're welcome, and and thank you, everyone. Yeah, you're a fucking stud. You're a G. I never, I never saw this part of it, you know. Yeah, well, you fucked Dale's I'm like, life. I'm up. like Mr. <laughs> you, when things are important, you don't, you don't kind of endpoint focus. You're process focus. And right. How many people am I going to save? You don't know. You don't care. As many as you can, right? Never enough. Never done. The job doesn't finish. But I do believe, like with chronic disease, we're in the, the, the solutions are complicated. And one of the things that complicates them is ignorance of the totality of the problem. So we're in that, we're in that incipiamus veritate kind of phase. Let's start with the truth. And this film addresses that exactly. This thing, this thing is a fucking monster. And it's already in your home. You just don't know it. And you're going to get the call some night. There's people listening right now that think this thing hasn't touched them. It will. It will. You're going to get that call. Someone you know is going to call you and they're either shattered or you'll be the one shattered. But there's no hiding from this. My friend Elliot um, had two friends from Columbus. Uh, no, two. he's from Columbus, Ohio. And he had two friends in one weekend that don't know each other and he didn't know he didn't know of their kids problems but he had two friends in the same weekend lose a kid mm. and it was something he thought had played no role in his life but two of his dear friends shattered no it's coming it's there it's in your home everybody at the current birth rate in the united states and held up next to the death rate um, uh, of people dying from fentanyl overdose. Um, it, it's somewhere between one in five and one in 10 kids at our current rate that are being born that are going to die from that. I mean, the numbers are, are astronomical. They're not even fucking believable. And uh, yeah, it's it's no joke. Wow. Look at your wife, dude, doing just f fucking gangster shit. Is she pulling up an anchor? <laughs> She's uh. Looking to a mooring ball, I believe. Whatever she's doing, she looks good doing it. She's good at it, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that was crazy. Uh, Joe Neal's uh, owner of uh, CrossFit Kenosha. 
all that good in this space is because of you, Greg. Dale, you are blazing a trail that we all need to take pause and think bigger. Thank you, bro. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, good stuff. <clears throat> all right, guys. Uh, so uh, we'll be following closely. Uh, everyone run out. Uh, Greg, I'll get with you about um, doing some giveaways uh, for the movie. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you, you, need, to, you need to get on the phone with uh, the Amazon folks. Okay. Tell them what we're trying to do. They're good at this. Okay. Um, uh, and Dale, I'll get with you Emily, with that. Emily will help too. Oh, yeah. awesome. Ka Miss Kaplan? Yeah. Okay, bitchin'. You want to do that with her, Dale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll okay. Because I'll be at the yeah, skate park it. fucking around all day. No. <laughs> you know what? Anyone that, like, you know, anyone that can identify as a friend of the, the Sevi podcast, I got a thousand of those. I got a thousand... I'll pay for a thousand views. Hey, and listen, that doesn't mean you wait and don't get one. Go out and get one. And then when you get the one right. from Sevy Podcast, go give it to a friend. Yeah. Right. Greg, that's amazing, man. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, gentlemen, all right, cool. Uh, I'll be in touch with both of you. Thank you for everything. Greg, please send me pictures of what you guys do today. It looks like it's going to be a blast, dude. I will. We were, we were at uh, Stone... Uh, yesterday or day before at the uh, largest preserved fortification in the world. Just an amazing thing. And it was, it was all designed to protect salt and, and oh. salt fields. Wow. I see this place. It's like the great wall of China. Yeah. It's a, it's an amazing country. To, that was to correct the subject though. Dale, I'm so fucking proud of you. I like this was this was this uh I can't I can't say enough I'll cry. <laughs> yeah. All, all I can say is thank you, Greg. Sincerely. All right, dude. And I'm gonna see you soon. I'm putting together a little uh little get together. I wanna I wanna I wanna share some uh thought you're one of the reviewers, so Emily will be talking. We're gonna set some dates here soon. I'd be honored. Thank you, brother. Truly. Thank you, Greg. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Um, I'll be in touch. Greg, thanks for making it this Tuesday. Love these Tuesday shows. Dude, Dale, you know, I'm doing, doing this us. with earbuds, iPad mini, and on a LTE uh, 3G. Out in the middle of Croatia. What a time to be alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. Amazing. Thank All right, you. dude. Honored to be a part of this family. All right, brother. Uh, talk to you soon, Greg. Uh, Dale, talk yes, to you sir. soon. Greg, Sebi, uh, before I go, please. Yes, whatever, all means necessary. Protect your butthole. I will. I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Very kind. Uh, let me know when the grenade. Let me know when the non. Let me know when the non peppermint uh, grenade soap comes out. I'm on it. We will. Love right. you, buddy. Love you guys. Okay. Love you too. Bye bye. Right, bye. Uh, Greg Glassman, Dale King. Crazy. I, I I think it's a really important thing to let your consumers know that it's gonna you get a little tingle. Yeah, I I got some of that grenade soap, and I remember the first time I used it, I took it to um, Arizona for one of Greg's BSI events, and I, we were staying at Airbnb, and I put it in the shower, and I used it. I'm like, oh shit, this is like too too tingly. I put it up. I, I, I either put it up high or warn my kids too. I'm like, hey, don't let that shit get in your 
eyes or your buttholes or your cock and balls. He sent me some while I was deployed and yeah. I never got around to using it because we don't have like a soap. Like you just, you're not showering in a traditional shower. Yeah. And uh, so I just kept it in the box <laughs> and then I had, they had to do, I, we basically had to go through TSA when we left. Like they just check your shit, yeah. put it through an x-ray machine and everything. And I put it in, I had like stuffed it in my luggage because I wanted to bring it home. I didn't think anything of it. And uh, they scanned it and they saw that there was a grenade in my luggage and they like kind of tripped out for a little bit. And I was like, they're like, what's in the bottom of your luggage? I was like, oh, it's, I think it's soap. And they pulled it out. They're like, you can't bring this on the plane with you. Oh, you couldn't? You couldn't? No, it wouldn't let me. Oh, wow. Um, uh, Sevy, do you use lotion? No, but but something is. Ha- um, I've been taking this peptide, CJ, CJ, twelve nine five, CJC twelve nine five. I got it from um, California Hormones. Let me see if I can put up their QR code. This is their QR code. Scan that shit with your phone. Get a bottle of that shit and try that shit. Holy shit! Something's happening to my skin. I'm gonna tell you that. Even my wife said it last night. I walked by. Her, she goes, "Hey, something's happening to your skin." I'm like, really? yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know what. I, I I thought I had a filter on. I was watching one morning. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Am I getting younger? I shaved too a little bit. Yeah, that. What's it say it does? Let me see. Let me see. Let me look. Um, uh, increased growth hormone secretions is a peptide that stimulates the release of growth hormone from the pituitary gland. Experiences elevated growth hormone levels, which play a crucial role in various physiological processes it promotes protein synthesis muscle growth uh, fat loss i i i am not um uh i'm not losing fat i'm eating like a complete asshole uh, anti-aging if i eat i'm so hungry all the time now a uh, leading to potential anti-aging effects enjoy improved skin elasticity reduced wrinkles and increased overall vitality yes yeah, something's happening to my skin it's weird it's subtle. In, in, I told you twice I had to uh, <clears throat> I had to be serviced. Serviced? I, I mean, there was no way around. I had to be serviced, yeah. Like, ways, like, normally I could get around being serviced. You know what I mean? Like, I can put it off. Yeah. But, like, I needed to be serviced. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is crazy. Um. I don't know. Uh, Philip Kelly, why not read Trish's super chat? Why see the presupposition there? See the presupposition? That I'm triggered by skipped I'm, it. Yeah, I'm triggered by presuppositions. You should I'm, though. Scroll I'm, back. I'm I'm, tr- I'm triggered by presuppositions. I, I dislike presuppositions. I, when I I, I I I seriously eradicate people in my life who have uh who do presuppositions because then I have to untangle you. Do you know what I mean? I have to untangle. I have to untangle like, uh, um, um, I have to untangle you now. I have to first then explain to you like, I, I didn't even see it. What do you mean? Why not read it? Why? Why not? I don't know why not. You, did with. you mean to tell me that Trish has a super chat? You could leave with that. You know who does presuppositions is women uh, who premenstrual women do lots of presuppositions. You never know where the fuck they're coming from. Whoa, 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 whoa. Damn. Uh, love to Greg. Love to Greg and Dale. 
Oh, love to them. Oh, does that mean she'd love to fuck them? Is that code for she'd love to fuck them? Love to Greg and Dale. Ooh, sure. I'd love to fucking, I'd love to Danielle Brandon. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, but Philip Kelly, for $1.99, you can presupposition away because when money's involved, I'll accept presupposition. I just want to point out that's that's Trisha's first time back, I think. Uh, so I've seen her before. Hiatus. I've seen oh, her really? before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, will the peptide regrow foreskins? Hey, yes. <laughs> hey, here's another thing I'll tell you about that grenade soap. A very sensitive penis because I do have a foreskin, and that that uh, grenade uh, soap doesn't it, it it no burned no. up the burned up the scrotum a little bit. Yeah, it's probably reduced my sensitivity by probably did permanent damage to the tip of my penis. Probably might well, yeah. I might as well not have a foreskin now. A uh, coffee pods and wads. A fellow friend who's uncircumcised. I'm assuming you're uncircumcised, Pedro. Do Irish do that shit? Like all the best men I know, Dale's equal parts intimidating, inspiring, and funny. Kenneth Delap sensitivity is overrated. In in the harem days, Kenneth, don't tell anyone this. I don't know if I've ever said this on the show before. In the harem days, I would um, take Vicodin and arginine. Is arginine a vasodilator? Is it arginine? Is oppressor. Uh, uh, L arginine. Uh, what's the other? What what uh, what's the other um, supplement? Um, creatine. No, not not creatine. Arginine. Oh, vasodilator. It is. Oh yeah. Is it okay? Thank you. Thank you guys. Okay. Yeah, I would take arginine and uh, a Vicodin. Dude, fully you're fully weaponized, fully with, a weaponized. Bit, with a little bit of sensitivity taken off. Bricked up, bricked up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I switched Slater. Good call. Yeah, I've recently, um, because I'm a Wolverine person now. I haven't. I, I bought a bag of citrulline, but I haven't opened it yet. But I, I was told that's the new arginine. Like, take citrulline instead, because I guess citrulline. I don't know exactly how it works. Probably need Hiller on here, but you take citrulline and then your body has a choice to either turn it into arginine or I think or glutamine, but whichever one you need. And if you take arginine, it just, you just have arginine. So if you take citrulline, it like it gets to choose. So I got some citrulline, but then I got all this swolverine. I'm like, fuck, I'm fully swolverine. I'm swolverine. Code word seven. Yeah. It's code word seven. I'm not doing the, the, I'm only doing, I'm going to, the uh, CJ61295, I'm only going to do it. I told you guys I was going to do it for 20 days, like every other day for 20 days. I don't even know if you're supposed to do that. No one take any recommendations from me. So I'm almost done. I have four days left, and then I'm going to stop. So that two more doses? Uh, No, sorry. It's eight days left. Uh, oh, okay. uh, Yeah, yeah, sorry. Four more, eight, day, uh, eight days. Uh, Swolverine needs a pre-fuck-out supplement. Pre-fuck-out? Arginine and Cialis, extreme addition as has Vicodine. Wow. Wow. Jesus. Wow. It, you just stir it in a glass and it's arginine. 
Um, and I fuck Cialis, just arginine and Vicodin. The pill. Yeah, you just call it the pill. There you go. The happy maker. I cured. Uh, what's that called when you come too quickly? I cured it. Cured myself. Oh, premature ejaculation. A swolverine has a pre pre has citrulline in it, so you're taking it, Sevy. Oh, okay, yeah. There you go. No wonder. Yeah, you needed to be serviced. Yeah. I no, the service was the CJ six. I'm telling you, it's it's um it's not even um it's not even I I guess I need to think about it more, but it, it was like more like mental, like like your jaw clamps down a little bit, like you're like mm, you know what I mean, like this thing needs to this thing needs to take care of, like. And and not even like masturbation is not going to work. It's a it's a it's a full. It needs a holistic approach. It needs a mental and physical. It needs to like a, 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 a response. Yeah, there has to be. A, it, I'm just telling you, it's um it has to yeah. be wrestled, wrestled. It's not. It's the animal in you. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, there has to be a. You have to have dominion. You take it, and then you need dominion over something. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not sleeping better. You're supposed to sleep better. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not sleeping better. I, I actually am sleeping the worst I've slept. I'm sleeping right now the worst I've slept in my entire life. I, unless I'm in just crazy back pain. I'm not sleeping good right now. I don't know why. And I, and I've cut back. I, I'm thinking about maybe quitting caffeine for a second just to see what, what's going on. I mean, I'm not sleeping horribly, but I'm not, there's, I'm not sleeping great. I woke up this morning, like I said, hung over. I didn't even, I didn't even drink last night. I went to bed at 11, 17. My alarm went off at six. Seven hours. Uh, probably six by the time, like I rolled around and yeah, I fell asleep. Fell asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how you, I quit caffeine, caffeine one day a week. I don't know how you do that. I could not do that. That'd be tough. I get a headache like within three hours of waking up if I don't have. Coffee, Me too. Me too. Which it's, is it's probably bad. a bad thing. Yeah. And, and if and if I drink coffee, it doesn't go away. Yeah. I'm screwed. Yeah, it'll just I'm screwed. It's like blue like balls. Yep. Behind the eight ball immediately. Once you have it, you're you. There's no. You're not like ejaculating. It goes away. Yeah. Damage has been done. Uh oh, Mr. Kelly. Women of all ages love presuppositions, just not uh, uh, menopausal women. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, right. I didn't mean menopausal. Okay, fair enough. I didn't mean menopausal. I meant like premenstrual. Sorry if I said menopausal. I meant like the week before, like the, they turn into a bloody mess. They fucking shit. They go into full scramble mode. Like, PMS. hey, I'm not going to tell you what I'm really thinking, but I'm going to fuck with you. Today's a huge day for me. Huge. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? It's uh, Avi's birthday. Oh, cool! Happy birthday, Avi! Yeah, and he's nine. I, and I, I've never really cared about anyone's birthday in my life, and I care so much about his birthday today. It's crazy. I've never cared about any of his other birthdays, but Why for some I? reason, I don't know. I just feel like that's it. It's it's like it's on now. I I wrestled him yesterday on the couch, and I was like, it's it's just it's on. He's nine. There's I it, it's. He's going to whoop your ass like next year. Dude, I had him in this. Cr I had him. I had I had taken his back. I had both hooks in and he takes his fist and just starts 
pushed me into my throat from the back. That's a savage move. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, my carnivore diet's a mess. It's it's not even it's no, it's it's not. It's not. It's not. I'm a complete mess. I'm telling you, I've been eating like a complete asshole. Same. It's been tough. You guys want you guys want to see some crazy shit? You want to hear about um uh Down syndrome or Jesus? Yes. Okay. Uh, look at this. This is this is this is this one's gonna fucking rile the crowd. I don't even I don't even know what I'm playing right now, but I know this one's gonna rile the crowd. Prepare yourself. Hold on to something, Caleb. This one's gonna uh this is from the uh best Muslim, best Muslim uh <clears throat> Instagram account. Mm, here we go. Well, you may say I am a Christian, and you may say I am a Jew. This is what you call yourself. Allah never sent Jesus to teach Christianity. Listen, Christians, listen. Listen, preachers, don't get angry, listen. Jesus did not teach what you call Christianity. He knew nothing of it. That is a name that was given to the followers of Jesus and it's written there in the book that at Antioch they became known as Christians. But what did Jesus call himself and what did he call those who followed him? Listen, my Jewish friends, God never named their religion Judaism. He gave Moses the Torah, not Judaism. That is the name that you put on the word of Almighty God. You put Judaism on it. You put Christianity on it. But Jesus and Moses both taught us to bow down, not to statues, not to stone, not to images, but to bow down to one God and one God alone. Allah Akbar. I, oh, he said Allah Akbar. Uh, he, he kind of made a jump there, a leap there, like... I was with them, and then he said, "Like not to, not to like worship statues." And yeah, I'd never been to yeah. church, and they're like, "Hey, uh, there's the statue." I mean, those aren't those dude, the dudes that like face the east. Like they're the yeah. ones bowing down. Like they they got some direction. They like Christians can. I, I think I I think I heard uh, I think I read somewhere in the Bible that something like Jesus says, "Pray behind closed doors," and and you know, receive the glory of God. Pray and in public or in church and receive his glory or receive an abundance of the glory of God and pray in church or in public and receive his glory right there. Meaning I always took that as, is like, yeah, you're just praying just like to get props from people that like showing like, Hey, I'm godly versus like, Hey, close the door, get down on your fucking knees and pray to me. motherfucker. Well, no one's looking, <clears throat> do it for the right reason. And I don't know, but I do like listening to Louis Farrakhan. What a savage racist douchebag, but um, he fucked with uh, Malcolm X pretty hard. Uh, but anyway, uh, Farrakhan hypocrite. <clears throat> yeah, he's he's not a he, had, he he wasn't a good dude, but he sure is fun to listen to. Did you like listening to him? Yeah, I like his voice, the way they yeah, his inflections and yeah, the volume is cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fuck it. We have time for down. You guys want to do Down syndrome now? Let's do it. Down. I know. <laughs> oh, dude, I found this. I found this dude was. um. First, I got to do this one. <laughs> this guy, I can't. I, I wish I would have found this in, back in 2017. This is incredible. 
This guy was charged with uh, killing his girlfriend. A man who claimed girlfriend accidentally choked during oral sex found not guilty of murder. Richard Patterson acquitted by jury hours after hearings closing arguments. This is from May of 2017. Wow. A South Florida man who was on trial in the 2015 choking death of his girlfriend has been found not guilty of murder. Richard Peterson, 65 of Margate was acquitted Monday of second degree murder. His attorney, Ken Padowitz argued during the trial that his client accidentally choked Francis Mar Marquinez 60 during oral sex. The jury heard closing arguments in the morning and deliberated for a few hours in the afternoon before returning the verdict. <laughs> hey, do you know, do you know, this one's going to blow you away. Do you know what the determining factor would be for me if he's guilty or not? Well, the size of his dick. No, but, but, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. If there was ejaculate in her mouth, guilty. I think it's a dude. Oh, you think it was a dude or oh, his mouth? Accidentally choked. Yeah. Anyway, regardless. Uh, accidentally choked Frances, uh, Francisca, not Francisco. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Right, you think because that's, that, that's a, if it's like the viscosity of it is too thick. No, if there's any semen in her throat, guilty. Well, couldn't you even if argue? it's even if it's like even if it's unintentional, like if you're just like if if you can't be you can't be you can't kill someone and ejaculate in their mouth and then be on accident. I don't know. Well, couldn't I don't couldn't know. they just argue it as like an accidental death or something? Is that is that what the argument they made? Well, I was I was I looked into it a little bit more and you have to push something so far to in order to block off both the nose and the mouth. Something has to be pushed really far down someone's throat. Oh, OK. So sh she got that gluck gluck 9000. <laughs> Is it 9000 or 900? I thought it was 9000. Assistant State Attorney Peter Sapak question why Patterson didn't call 911 right away. That's see, that's the ejaculate thing. And you think like she's dead and he's still finished and reminded jurors of testimony from an ex-girlfriend who said he told her that he choked Marquinez. He also reread a text message that Patterson's daughter said she sent him the day after Marquinez was killed. He sent the daughter a message. What was that message? I need to. Now it's getting weird. He's like, shit, I killed her. Well, tell us what he sent the daughter. How do you explain that? That's crazy. If if you can think it, it's happened, right? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Hey, if you can, anything that you've ever thought of, some man has thought of and tried to do with his penis. <laughs> yep. That sounds about right. Like, hey, like, just pick like a roller coaster at like an amusement park and know that some guy got on that roller coaster and was like, hmm, I wonder if I can rub one out and ejaculate before this ride's over. <laughs> like it, like anything, like anything you, anything you can think of. It's like, I'm in an elevator by yeah. myself. Maybe yeah. I could just jack off. Yeah. You work at, you're eating something at Taco Bell. I wonder if someone would have ever considered ejaculating in the food at Taco Bell. Uh-huh. For sure. <laughs> Not consider. Probably done it. <laughs> executed on uh that's why i eat the beaver you might be smothered but you ain't choking on it it's your red wings 
Hey, um, all, all kidding aside, uh, in uh, recently in a uh, gi competition, um, there was this girl in Avi uh, double legged her and was up by two points, and then she the coach started yelling at the girl and she ran over and fucking slammed him and got him in north south and and he tapped no way yeah and i actually just told him the other day i never said anything really to him about it but last week i said something to him about it i go hey why didn't you just north south that person and just smother their face he goes that doesn't work i'm like i saw a girl do it to you he did not like that <laughs> <laughs> He did not Damn. like that. Damn. He wants to come on the show so bad. I don't know if I could do a live show with him because he he could say some crazy shit. Smart. He really he really wants it to be live too. I don't know what the fuck. He yeah. could say some crazy shit. He's capable of anything. <laughs> I don't know. He could say some shit that's like gets him like taken away from me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. CPS gonna get called. Fuck. He's he's ten minutes into the show. He knows he knows what weed smells like. We'll be driving around. He's like, I smell weed. Like just like you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's way racist. Oh my goodness, he's way racist. He loves black girls. Hates white women. He's a, he likes big booties. Everyone's racist. I don't. Uh, uh, he's doing jujitsu. He's doing jujitsu right now. I, I can. Uh, or actually, he's doing piano right now. And then um, jujitsu instructor will come over. Oh no! Stri it's uh, striking and uh, kickboxing. And then skate skate instructor comes over. They're going to skate the ramp at the house today. Excuse me. I want to get him something cool. I don't know what I want to, I want him just to just feel so like just, he could do whatever he wants. I don't know. White women suck these days. I don't know if they suck, but, but on that note, um, I do. I do. Well, that one white woman we just talked about sucked and died, but, uh, um, thank you. What, what there, uh, where is it? Uh, I saw something about. Oh shit! Where is that? Did you see what Sean Strickland was saying about? Um, no, not that. You say some crazy shit lately, wasn't he? Oh yeah, here it is. <clears throat> why? Why do so many people hate on Ben Bergeron? I someone sent me a fucking meme hating on Ben Bergeron again. Do you not like Ben Bergeron? <laughs> Uh, I can't say that I know him very well to hate him, but he's been getting a lot of shit lately just for being a kind of fake, I think. Well, so what, like he said, he repeats stuff that other people say and doesn't give him credit is, is I think like the, is, is that like the, that's like the, how people are writing him. But like, yeah. dude, like, dude, like I, I, whenever I hear it, I'm, I'm not like, oh, he stole that from someone. I'm just like, well, I think it part. I don't part know. I just think people are too harsh. On him. What? Part of it's the issue of like the whoever's writing the piece. 
like they're not quoting it properly you know what i mean yeah maybe yeah like he says something and then they write ben bergeron under it and it's like well he took it from greg but like he didn't also like tell the person who wrote the article to say he said it right yeah he did go crazy woke during the vid but but like i'm I'm letting people off the hook one by one uh david weed uh, uh ooh, is that really david's body is that you that's a great photo dude look at you that's two photos in a row, though, while you're on your knees and, and someone's standing behind you. But but either way, man, that looks good. <laughs> that looks like French Foreign Legion shit, like you're getting fucking the, the beat down on you. David, we black women are batshit crazy. He's getting that uh, grenade. Uh, here we go. Uh, uh, here we go. Hey, what about uh, how you can't stand liberal women? Oh, God, liberals are... Dude... Liberal, liberal women specifically. Have you ever met a woman? Like you're, you're talking about like a Karen? No, no, no. That's what I'm talking about. Anytime you meet a woman who is a liberal and you meet their husband, the soul of their husband is diminished. Anytime you meet a woman who is a, a raging liberal, generally, generally what happens is the woman has all the power and they're fucking angry. And the man they're with is just going through life waiting to die. Generally, when I meet liberal women, I meet their husbands. I'm like, oh, man, your your life is miserable. You're just waiting to die. Huzzah, have a beer. You had a funny one about uh, you, how you can't stand. There is a, uh, I, I, I have to say there's a, a 51% or to 99% truth to that. Yeah, I can agree with that. Like, I wouldn't say it's just like carte blanche but and i think the, to be honest i think the women are unhappy because they they thought they wanted a nice guy but it, they did the, no one really wants a nice guy no. not that they want a dickhead guy but no one wants a nice guy they want somebody with direction and a little chutzpah desire yeah is the jews say or is the the who says chutzpah is that the jews or the italians i think it's the jews the jews chutzpah um, Mrs. Burns, God, she, uh, she would like to chime in on this subject. Uh, hashtag facts. If the woman is a liberal, the man is the pussy in the relationship. Oh, spicy. We need more women like Ms. Burns. Uh, uh, who are we kidding? None of us have direction. <laughs> It doesn't matter. You just have to let them believe that you have a direction. Yeah. Thank you. you have, thank you. Yeah. Take that, Tyler. Start going. And then, yeah. Like, okay. Let's go. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Fake that shit. Fake that shit. Oh, that movie took a weird twist last night. I wish. Crazy, you, you, hey, you want to know something? When he said he showed it to Tyson. That irritated the fuck out of me. He should have showed it to me. <laughs> I had some feedback. I, I would have had some feedback. A little feedback. Yeah. Yeah. My feedback would be the the twist in it. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yep. I, I, I would have built a stronger... Um, I'd have built that character up a little bit stronger or had the twist come sooner in the movie so that when it happened, I was like, I, 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 it, it, it kind of, it, it, I was more invested in it. 
Yeah, I agree. Do you know what I mean? I, like I, I would have built that, I would have built that up a little bit more. I would have kept that as like a mean theme, and then then I would have never seen it coming. When it happened, I was like, kind of like, yeah, well, that's what happens when you hang around with whores. You end up fucking one. Like, yeah, like that's what happens. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. The um, yeah, I don't want to ruin it, but yeah, we'll have him on like in in like six months and talk about it or a year. We got to ask him about it. Yeah. Tyler, don't fucking ruin it. She's criminy. Look at, but he, Tyler does agree with me. He's like, yeah. But uh, Ken, was, Ken Walters, uh, he, wow, Caleb gets a quote. I don't see a lot of these from Caleb. Caleb doesn't even say enough to get quotes. Yeah, I just vomit and something sticks every once in a while. Ken Walters, quote, it doesn't matter. You have to let them know you have a direction. It doesn't matter. You have to let them know. Yeah, fake it. How do you think I convinced uh, my <clears throat> wife to buy the Shattuckin? Oh. You you know you know we're like, gonna do it. <clears throat> hey, you know what? That theory that um uh you know you, you have you have a group of ten friends and then one of the husbands cheats on the wife and it, all the couples are like start looking at each other like who's cheating on who. That's what you did with the Shadikin. You bought it and you fucked my wife up because now she thinks I want every guy out there like all the wives are like oh fuck. Oh no! Yeah, they're like they're changing the passwords on the bank accounts and shit because every dude w- would wants a Shadikin. <laughs> Everybody's on notice. Let's go. Yeah. Really, I'm doing it to like call a, a group of people to like help me. So it's 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 working so far. I appreciate all of the uh, the messages. Sevi, any plan for capable child page? I, I can be talked into it. I want to do it. I love it. It's my passion. I want to write a children's book. Not like, um, not like my wife did breathing with Lily. I mean, like, yo, this is how you fucking raise your kids. I know I'm a know-it-all, like that kind. Hey, I don't know if I should broach this subject, but were, were you were you on the call yesterday when I was fucking going kind of crazy when when the connection was bad? Did you ever did you ever hear that story that I told? Uh, I heard like the synopsis at the end, but yeah, you did. Yeah. Listen, I don't know which angle to to say this from, like from like asshole angle or arrogant angle or both. I, at- I think they're synonymous in this instance (laughs) okay well then i'll be the arrogant asshole listen don't 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 talk shit about me like if you're in the space do not talk shit about me i will i need content and if you talk shit about me you will become part of that content do not talk shit about me please do not talk shit about me do not talk shit about me don't especially dumb shit. Don't don't reach out to me and want to partner with me and then I love on you but you don't get what you want and then start talking shit about me. Don't just do not know no this has nothing to do with Wooly. Just do not talk shit about me. Just um just treat me like um like you can make jokes. Like you can make jokes. You can be like um uh, yeah, Sevan's a know-it-all about his kids, or fuck, he's short, or 
um but but don't say dumb shit like um uh god i don't know how much i should go into this and especially don't contact me like 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 we're best friends and then a week later talk shit about me do not do that i will unleash fucking holy hell on you and fucking dance on your grave and i'll have fun i need content and i want to have fun and and I don't and I'll do it at your fucking expense. No, Bryce and I are cool. I like Bryce. He's great. W- weird. He's weird as fuck. <clears throat> but I'm cool with him. I I ain't did that was I, I even have you know, I, I don't think what Andrew also did to him is um like I think it's fair what Andrew did too, even though I got a little nervous for him, Bryce. Um but don't um don't be an idiot. Don't don't say stupid shit to people. Nope, not swoosh. I, I'll, I'll give you the example. I'll give you the example that some. I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is because I, I want to tell you what it is. It's it's on my mind. I just don't want to say what it is because I don't want to give this person attention. But it's the exact same thing that Sporty Beth did. It's like, hey, don't tell people not to work with me like it's bad for them. It is the biggest podcast in the space. It is the biggest needle mover. Every single person who comes on our podcast is like, holy shit, I can't believe how the things changed after I came on. The, our fucking numbers are crazy. We're, we're, fucking, we're fucking murdering it. We're consistent. We fucking love people. Everyone's welcome on the fucking show. Our show is 100 times bigger than any show you're ever going to fucking have. I do a ton of fucking shit for free for people that I love. Don't. Don't tell people not to work with me, especially after you fucking were begging to work with me. Do not do that. No, it wasn't Richie. Richie's cool with me. Richie's smart. He just stays completely the fuck away from me. Like, doesn't say good or bad. Just like, yo, fuck. Landmine. Steer around that. (laughs) Do not say bad shit about me. Especially if I just said something great about you on my podcast the week before. No, I'm not telling you. Not yet. I'm not mad. I'm not even mad. I'm not angry. I know this is what comes with um, um, just the 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 influence the podcast is having. And, and, and you basically you fucking knuckleheads cruising around mashing people. <laughs> no, everything's good between Brian and I, too. I, that was awesome. Brian called me the other day and said, hey, can I come on? I said, sure. Two hours later, we were on. No, Gee's great. No, it's not like that. You guys will never guess. You guys will never guess. I'm cool with all my guests. I love all my guests. Everyone, I like all the people. Yeah, you guys all know who it is. That you, you know who it is. Everyone knows who it is. But it would just that. That's why I don't want to bring it up. I don't want to just like. But dude, and, and they didn't go public with it. But but just be cool, man. Like, listen, I understand why people don't like me, and I fully get it. Um, he's a know-it-all. Um, uh, he um. He, he, he likes uh, uh, racist jokes. Um, he likes sexist jokes. Um, he finds women like crazy attractive. Um, he likes muscular dudes. Um, he's gay. Um, we, I, I know all the reasons why you might not like me. And I'm, I, I'm totally fine with that. I understand. I, I totally get it. I like big droopy titties. I love them. I, I get it that you... You don't like that and that you don't like me for liking that. 
but that but don't don't but still don't stay stay focused on those things. Just be like, yes, Evan's weird. He likes fat girls. Like it's fine. But don't then say, uh, um, uh, don't don't tell people don't tell people like not to interact with me and shit. Don't try to sabotage my shit. Please, because I will turn you into fucking content, and I don't want to do that. I'd prefer just to do it like with people on Instagram, like Louis Farrakhan that I don't know. <laughs> no, there's it's not the Lone Ranger or Tonto. It's not them. You guys will never guess. This would be this would be a new target. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new villain in the space. Yeah, it's a friend. I like the person. No, it's not Heber. God, I'm way cool with the fucking. I saw Heber refer to himself as the White Jesus in one of his videos the other day. I thought he's gonna get canceled for that. Can you do that? Nah, Katie Gannon. What a sweet, what a sweet, sweet piece of sweet piece of journalist she is. Of Katie. She's good people. <clears throat> yeah, she's good. Good hair, good body, good attitude. <clears throat> Just be cool. No, it's not Louis Farrakhan either, but that would be dope. <laughs> I'm not even mad. I'm not. I, I, I came to terms yesterday that people are going to talk shit, and I'm totally cool with it. Because I talk shit from here too. And, and I'm totally cool with it. <clears throat> I don't think Jesus was white. He was out in the sun too much. True. I um I went to the I went to um uh, Athena Scale Nation and I filmed it and I I I I came home and I downloaded all the cards. I have all these CFast cards. I don't know if you guys know what these are, but these are like really expensive cards. They're like all the new, all the good cameras now use these, all the good Sony cameras. They've switched. They don't use SD cards anymore. This is like for camera geeks, like right now I'm just showing off what a baller I am. These cards are really expensive and I have all of them. And I filled all of these cards up and, um, and I downloaded them all to a hard drive. And uh, it's three cameras shoot with uh, all in 4K. And I, when Athena left town yesterday, I gave her the hard drive. And I was so happy. Really? Oh, because it was just like I'm done. I don't have to mail it to her. I don't know. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so, excuse me. I was such a fucking sense of accomplishment. Arm and Hammer. No, I'm cool with him. He's cool. Savon has a small penis. Small penis. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Uh, Jake Chapman. Sevi, if you were a dork and hated Savon, what would you say to annoy him? <laughs> presuppositions just presupp I hate presuppositions anything David said anything David says <laughs> <laughs> this dude hey this dude has cracked a code on me yeah this dude annoys the shit out of me and I love him for it this dude cracked the code on me David Weed that's the only one ever in the chat who cracked the code <clears throat> no Hiller's my boy, my ride or die. Yeah. Hiller and I got something good going. Cause even when we, we cause we, dude, me and him, will, we have that relationship where I'll just be on the phone with him and not even say a word. And, and like, we'll have full blown disagreements and it doesn't even matter. We're laughing the whole time. 
No, Pedro's cool too, but I don't talk to Pedro on the phone. Too far away. I'm making friends with someone in fucking Ireland. Oof, that sounds like <laughs> a bad investment. It's like Bitcoin. It's imaginary. You nailed it. It's Chase. <laughs> What's that guy's shirt say? Huge tight box. <laughs> wow. That's wow. Great. That's great. Huge tight box. And it's rainbow too. Wow. None of those guys you guys are guessing, all those people will talk shit about me, but they won't, they won't, they don't do what I'm saying. Like, just don't try to sabotage my shit. Like, I'm, I'm trying to go give fucking Athena something, and Sporty Beth is saying to her, um, don't let him come. It's like, you fucking idiot. What do you, what, what, like, why the fuck wouldn't you let me come? Like, why would you tell her that? What You're trying to charge her for going to her seminar and I'm giving her something? You want something from her and I'm giving something to her? It's like, you're you're fucking pawn scum at that point. And it's like, uh, um, well, I do hate Matt Torres, but it has nothing to do with, it's just because he's, he's dating Danielle. Everyone should hate him. That's it. That's just, I just needed to like, think if I'm a peacock, just imagine that was the scene where I had my feathers out and I was marching around my cage. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. I will come over there and ass pound your fucking girl. Hi, I'm Pod, and I'm, and I have Down syndrome. <laughs> Which means, I was born in extra chromosome. So you can call me the homie with the extra homie. I have a dog, it's a syndrome. So when he jumped on the sofa, I go, down, shit, man. Hey. So you can't laugh. I'm part of that joke. I want it myself. Um, what if you found out that guy didn't really have Down syndrome? <laughs> Hey, do you think you can talk? So, what's the deal with people with Down syndrome? They're like, they're like pugs. Like, you know how pugs are always like, <laughs> they do that breathing. Down syndrome people yeah. talk through their nose. They have they have some sort of nasal congestion issue that makes yeah, it like because they, they all face, speak the same. Right. Yeah, they all have the same like facial structure. I think that's part of it. And, and so something's have, happening to their voice as it comes out. The air as the air bends. Yeah, incredibly like nasally and can't speak very well. Their facial structure is different. Yeah. I wonder if you could um, take them. Um, 
if you could get them voice lessons or speech lessons, because that would change your perception of them if they spoke differently. It, they, they would present so differently. Yeah, the last airbender. Yeah. If they could, if you could change the way they spoke, people would re per, uh, receive them differently. Yeah, probably. I think that the other thing is that it takes so long for them to learn how to speak in general. Like oh, it's delayed, so it's like so it leads to some sort of speech impediment? Right. Oh, they have a floppy airway, meaning uh, deviated septum. What does that mean? There's no, th like this thing right here that I so have like, goes all the way up and splits my nose in half. They don't have that? Yeah. No, they, they just do, have one hole? They like just have one, one hole? Close, yeah. Like the, ones, like the septum is like veered off one direction, so it kind of closes off one side more than the other. I have that. Everybody has it. That's like a normal thing. It just oh. depends on how severe it is. Yeah, yeah. I notice it at night when I sleep on one side, one side will eventually start to close, so I always have to then switch to the other side. Yep. Exactly. Oh, interesting. They have protruding and larger tongues, too. Yeah, that doesn't help either. Uh, Stephen Flores, they can't metabolize 15% of the food they eat, hence why most are heavier. Uh, PT promotes exercise for people with Down syndrome. Uh, um, yeah, w when I I was when I used to work with the people with Down syndrome, another issue is is the walking. They don't walk so good, so I we would walk. Their backs would hurt and their legs would rub together a lot. So we would I would walk them about a mile to the pool at UC Santa Barbara. We would all cruise down there together, me and the, this this lady and this guy who had Down syndrome. I did this for years, and then we'd go swimming there. They were fucking amazing swimmers, crazy like buoyancy really? shit. Yeah. Um, this dude, uh, Tim, that I used to work with could go down to the bottom of the pools, like 12 feet deep, deep at UC Santa Barbara, and he could stay down there fucking forever, dude. Shit would make me nervous. <laughs> he yeah. he moved. He swam like the way you would think a cinder block would swim. It was so weird. Really uh, fun to watch him swim, actually. I would put goggles on and go underwater and just watch him move around. Like a manatee. Like something that didn't look like it should be floating, but it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a submarine. It was weird. Yeah. And like he turned like that too. He didn't like move. You know, like his, his a, whole body. You know, yeah, you know when you swim, like you would just like you could just flop around and shit and just be like, no, his whole thing right. with the whole thing had to like rotate. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> like it was one piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so. It was part of it was uh, elegant too, but. um the walk home was brutal, dude. It would take them. It would take us forty minutes to walk a mile because they had to stop so often because they they didn't want they Shaking. they did not enjoy walking. Yeah. After the pool, though, you're exhausted. Yeah, that too. But you're right. They would you. I had to keep them. I had to exercise the shit out of them. I didn't know any of this stuff. They meant they can't metabolize fifteen percent of the food they eat. I wonder what that what that really means. I think manatees are, uh, Audrey, I think manatees are endangered. I saw one once. I think it's an endangered species. It was weird that I saw it. God, what Jan said is just fucking disgusting. Yikes. I don't say that very much about stuff I see, but that is just gross. A very aggressive this 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 piece I have uh this piece I have titled as aggressive. I think this is an oldie but goodie. I think I think we played this before. With us, 
top of this gentleman right here, right here. My friend, how are you this morning? I'm doing good. What are you going to sign on that finish line? What do you think I'm going to sign? I'm going to sign fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> I with us. How about this gentleman right here, right here. My friend, how are you this morning? I'm doing good. What are you going to sign on that finish line? What do you think I'm going to sign? I'm going to sign fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> Yes. I would love the, I would be so proud of my son if he said that. I know that's not good, but. He's so, he was so adamant about it too. He's like, obviously. What I see there is someone who had an opportunity and didn't miss it. Yeah, for sure. He was ready. Yeah. Right. He's... It's like, if, if like you're at a party and some hot girl comes up to you and is like, Hey, do you want to kiss? Like I was the kind of dipshit to be like, really? Are you talking to me? And like a, a like a, a like someone who's like on top of their game would be like, yeah, let's do it. Don't say anything. Just start kissing. Yeah, or just kissing. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. See, I don't even know what a cool person would say. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fuck that all up. That's this funny. girl, this girl, um, I think I've told the story before in the podcast. But there was I was at this party one time, and th there was a and I walked by and uh, it was outside in in outside party in the front yard and then in the house. And I saw this girl that I really, really had been attracted to for a long time. And I saw her in there and I went in there and she was high as fuck on ecstasy. I was probably, I don't know, 20 years old, 23 years old. And I start talking to her and she's like, I couldn't get, I couldn't get any attention from her from the previous year. And she's just like all over me, hanging on me, talking to me, rubbing on me, dancing with me. And then finally, like after an hour that she's like, Hey, I want to go home. Will you take me home? And I said, yeah. And she lived like, about, I don't know, like four blocks away. So I start walking her home and she said, and we get like to her house and she's like, Hey, do you want to come inside? And she's rolling. She's so fucked up on ecstasy. And I can't even believe I'm going to tell this story. Did you, does you recall the story? I don't think so. I remember the story now. And I say, Hey, I really like you. Could I just get your phone number or could we like make an appointment to meet tomorrow and like start this relationship sober? An appointment, yes. No, she never talked to me ever again. Of course not. I'm like, oh my god. I was trying to be cordial. Yeah. Hey, uh, liberal douchebag. She wants an asshole. Yeah. Partner. I just, God, she was so fucking hot. Missed opportunity. Yeah. I hope she's ugly now. You think <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're my a goodness. lawsuit or a marriage out of that. So I can't remember what she said, but it gets worse. It gets worse. So I leave. I leave her at her house. And, oh, this is a crazy story. Do you remember? Remember I told you I had a friend who looked like that black kid yesterday? Yeah. Okay. My friend Nick. So. I, I leave and then I go somewhere else to another party or something. I go, you know, it's, it's, it's Isla Vista. I go to another party, some uh, down the street. And then I come back and I walk by that house and I see her in there with my friend, Nick. So she, she didn't stay home. She went back to the party and I see her in there with my friend, Nick. Classic. Just. Nice guys finished last. No, it's, it's what David said. I, I think I'm gay. Oh man. I'll never know.
I'll never know what she. I'll never know. So disappointing. Nick had an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> Are you proud of that line? You should be. That's good. That's so good. <laughs> hey, I can think. I can think off the top of my head. Uh, three girls that Nick that I was trying to hook up with that Nick moved in and hook up with. Three, just off the top of my head. He's just picking them off one by one. Dude, I was I was with this girl in a hammock in the front yard at a party. In a fucking hammock, dude. That you know, like they it pushes you against her. Yeah. And I'd never hooked up with her before. And we're in a hammock. And we have like wine. Of course, we have wine. I got up to go get more wine or use the bathroom and I came back and fucking Nick was in the hammock with her. Dude, Nick's a horrible friend. <laughs> what the hell? Fucking Nick. He's just waiting. He's just waiting at the back door watching. It's like when Another time. This is a true story. True story. I think my wife knows these stories. Nick's in Santa Barbara. Nick just sent me a link to his Nick just sent me a link. I think he has something published on Spotify. He just made a song. I think he wants to like rekindle our friendship. We don't need to promote that. He puts you through too much trauma. This is a true story too. Listen to this. So uh it's it's like three in the morning. Uh we're 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 done partying. We go back to his house and um there's this girl there's these three girls that live across the street from him, and one of them is a stripper, and then there's these two other girls. So we go over there and we start talking to these girls and there's this girl over there that I like and I bring her back to Nick's house. And so it's me and Nick and his roommate and this girl and I'm talking to this girl. I'm in Nick's bedroom talking to this girl, right? Probably like drunk or smoking weed or something. And I leave the room. Nick's not even in the fucking room. And I leave the room and Nick's on a chair like this chair, a swivel chair, and she's sitting on his lap. I threw temper tantrum and left. You did not. Yeah, I threw temper tantrum and left. Like like the way my kids do, like if if like they leave the room and then come back and one of the other kids is playing with their toys. That's mine. I was like, dude, that's fucking mine, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <clears throat> I fucking left. I still talk to that girl. I'm gonna bring it up with her. You bring it up to Nick next time he texts you. No, I don't want to bring it up to Nick because he probably he he probably likes that. Just feed his ego a little bit. Yeah, David Weed. I like Nick a lot. <laughs> <laughs> There's more. Nick was the first person ever to give me meth. Wow. Yeah. He's that guy, huh? I did, yeah. I did meth. That was the first person I ever snorted uh, crank with. Methamphetamine speed. God, that was a fucking... like him, probably. That was so fun. That was so fucking fun. Him and uh, a guy named Craig. That was crazy. Audrey, I hate Nick. 
<laughs> Audrey, you would love Nick. That's the problem. You would love Nick. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> oh my God, Cave Dastro. Uh, hello, uh, 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 someone calls the police. Uh, yes, hello, nine one one. My friend Nick stole my girlfriend <laughs> for the third time. Damn. <laughs> oh. Who usually does the cop? Did you call the cops? David Sobom. He didn't come up with that. David Sobom. Yeah, he is. <laughs> David wants to fucking hit himself with a hammer. <laughs> oh, shit. So oh. good. Dude, Audrey, I'm telling you, you would love Nick. He's he's tall and his face is all covered with moles, but they're like beautiful moles. And he has these huge blue eyes. Really deep voice. He's like a black dude trapped in a white dude's body. He's so fucking, he's like beyond cool. He's an asshole. He just is a dick to girls, or he was, and they just love it. You got nicked. <laughs> what a great name for a dude. Hey, in the last three years, Nick's texted me and told me he's going to come to my house, and, and he hasn't come. Really? Yeah, I think he lives like I think he lives in a yurt or something, like in Santa Barbara or something, or in a tent or something. Is are you sure his name's not I, Fit Farmer? A what? What? The Fit Farmer? Fit? No. He lived no. in a yurt. Oh, uh, oh, that fit the Black Fit Farmer. I went onto the White Fit Farmer's page the other day. Yeah. And uh, there's hope for me. I was looking at that dude's before and after pictures. I have his before body. Did you go okay. to his? Did you see him? Do not pull all it up. Right. I do not want anyone to see my before body. It's a fucking mess. All right, all right. I'll keep it to myself. No, Nick is not overweight. I'm telling. He's no. He has a fucking cigarette behind his ear. He's fit. Um, and he's got a, his leg. He can cross his legs like the way a girl crosses his legs, and he's and and like and you still don't think like it's still not feminine when he does it. No, not Nick Hunter. You're close, though, which is kind of weird. Yeah, Nick wears corduroy. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's one of those. Oh, Nick, yeah, he's, he's cool. He's a cool motherfucker. Mm -hmm. What did Bernie say? Uh, I'd like to stay and listen to this, but Nick and Suze's podcast is about to... <laughs> No, Damn. not a rich kid. Not a rich kid. Not at all. Hard life. Hard life growing up. Hard life. Hard. Not a rich kid. No, 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 not a rich kid. Hard life. I was the rich kid compared to him. Like I had everything. Not a rich kid. Good try though. You should. You should have just stuck with corduroy, dude. Dude, do you want to see just the dumbest? Do you want to see the dumbest fucking thing ever? This probably won't be the last you hear of this. This is so crazy. So for some reason, Gavin Newsom was already like, hey, if if I have to appoint someone in the Senate, if Diane Feinstein dies, I'm appointing a black woman. Oh, wow. Okay. How it doesn't matter if they're qualified what, or not. What percentage, what percentage of uh, California is black women. Uh, uh, percentage of California black women. 
Oh, uh, 1.1 million uh, black women live in California, according to a census bureau. Wow, that's a shitload. <clears throat> okay, and let's say of those uh, 51, uh, let's say of those 1.1 million, um, uh, half of them are of age. Well, let's just keep it simple in the math. Let's say, and let's say there's 35 million people who live in California. You, you, you're only looking at three. I mean, I know that there's people who are too old to be it and too young to be it, but just for simple math's sake, you're only looking at 33% of the fucking, uh, or, uh, uh, 3% of the population, three fucking percent of the population to determine who the next Senator is going to be. And it's in this crazy, crazy fucking narrow demographic, which is a, a lesbian, uh, black woman. Former Harris advisor, LaFonza Butler. Have you ever met a LaFonza? Not once. What the fuck is going on with our the people on planet Earth? LaFonza Butler, a former advisor to the Vice President Harris, who currently serves as president of Emily's List. What the fuck is Emily's List? Is that where you find your plumber? Emily's List. The nation's largest resource is dedicated to electing pro democratic pro-choice women. Wow. Awesome. He chose someone based on their skin color, their desire to uh, uh, have an age limit on when you can kill human beings legally. And their preference of genitalia in their mouth. I, I'm not, that's not, I don't think that's hyperbole. I don't think that's a stretch at all. Do you? Chose them not on really. skin color, the genitalia they want in their mouth. I know that's a little bit, like, I don't know for sure if she eats pussy, but can anyone tell me, do all lesbians eat pussy? Is that fair? Do you think that might, is that a stretch at all? So he chose it for skin color, genitalia she wants in her mouth. I think that's the defining characteristic of a lesbian. And, um, and, uh, and the fact that she wants, she thinks it's okay to kill humans if they are, um, less than seven days old. I think that's the current, uh, like the pro-choice people, seven days old, uh, it's okay to kill them up to seven days old. Unfucking believable. Uh, you, uh, Audrey, I want Brian's pussy in my mouth. I don't think he has one. Uh, Jeffrey Birchfield, uh, I've I've never known a Lufanza, but I flew on Lufanza. <laughs> hey, uh, one time I was in Germany. No, no, Poland, no, Bulgaria, probably Bulgaria, and I was flying out on Lufanza. And I was night, and this is when I was like, just like a poor filmmaker. I was with I was with Mike Celieris, and I was nice to the lady at the counter, just like I'm nice to everyone. I was present, and she goes, "You know what? I'm going to put you in business class." Wow, that was that. Yeah, that was crazy. Never had that happen. 
Her friends must have been friends. Her parents must have been fans of Happy Days. Dude, Wad Zombie, that's exactly where I went to. Like it was the, the Spanish female version of Fonzie. La Fonz. La Fonza. La Fonz. Hey. Do you know Fonzie? Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Oh, fuck me. That cannot be true. Vince says she doesn't even live in California. Please tell me that's not true. Please tell me that's not true. Oh, genitalia. Got you, Audrey. Got you, genitalia. She lives in Maryland. Is that true? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, hey, that discredits my, um, that discredits my, that means there wasn't a black woman who was qualified in California. Yeah. So that, so that, they looked so at me, 33% of people in California and they said, nope. Three percent. Oh, three percent. Sorry. Uh, Judy Reed. Most of the viewers don't know. Happy days. Happy birthday, Judy. Happy birthday, Judy. A little late. Oh my God, she really isn't a Californian. How is she not embarrassed, dude? How is she? How is this chick not embarrassed? How are you like? How do you take yourself seriously? How do you walk with your fucking shoulders back and chest up and like? What's this say? What's this say to all the other black girls out there? What's this say to fucking black people out there? Sell out. Nothing matters. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Garrity, uh, she moved from California to December. Uh, sorry, she moved from California to uh, Washington, D.C., the District of Columbia area in 2021 when she became president of Emily's List. And Emily's List is to you guys. Have you guys ever seen the numbers of abortions that black women have? It's the numbers are crazy. And then you get to these crazy metropolises like New York City and you start seeing some crazy numbers, dude. It's like it's like there's there's places where more where I think babies are aborted at a higher rate than they're born. You know what's crazy is I am I am pro-choice. And I don't think of myself as racist. But that being said, I I, I I don't want, there's a shortage of Armenian people on the planet. There's not a lot of us. And the thought of a, a, an aborted Armenian baby, a, the thought of any aborted baby bothers me. I think it probably bothers everyone. Um, But an aborted Armenian baby really bums me out. And if I'm, if I'm black, the last thing I want is aborted black babies. And I would never let, even if I thought it, I would never let crazy shit come out of my mouth. That's like, um, uh, but they would have lived a hard life. They would have been poor. 
their dad wouldn't have been there. And I would fuck that. That's not a reason to kill somebody. Kevin, Sevon, you are black. Sorry, I forget. I forget. Sometimes I want to distance myself from being black when I see shit like this. <clears throat> uh, Coffee Papa Mountain Mama. Her dad is Lori Lightfoot. Uh... Uh, Bernie Gannon, the black abortion issue uh, is really a genocide, literally. I know. I know. There's so many crazy things like that going on. It's like, what are we going to do? It really is a genocide. And it's amazing that these Emily's list is the nation's largest resource. I don't even know what that means. Dedicated to electing Democrat pro-choice women. I, I can't even believe that there is a organization like this. Oh, you should see the board members. Holy shit. They raised over $850 million so far. Imagine being a woman who is pro-choice for your occupation. That's your occupation. Your occupation is to make sure it stays legal to kill babies. I, I don't know. Oh, shit. Look who their poster child is. Wow. Wow. This isn't going to surprise anyone. It's the uh, vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. Oh, this, this issue. Every time I bring up this issue, I think it, it, maybe this issue is getting too heavy for me. Maybe I can't handle this shit anymore. <laughs> Babies are dying. I'm about to become pro-life. So the senator, the 90-year-old lady from California who is a senator, Jew, dies. They replace her with, I assume she was straight. They replace her with someone based on skin color, love for genitalia, doesn't give a fuck where they live. Genitalia preference, what a mess. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. God, today's a great day. You guys don't even know. I'm going to rage so hard today. Oh, I'm going to call my wife right now. I think uh, I think Ari's getting his cast off right now. My other son's getting his cast off. Oh, my God. I can't wait to get the band back together. Dude. Hey, you know all these people say shit like... Um, People's lives don't look that good on Instagram. They don't get along that well. They're like, dude, I'm telling you, anything you see on my Instagram, my life is 10,000 times better. I cannot convey to you how fucking amazing my life is. I walk, I, I, it's so fucking good. Uh, 
don't don't believe that some people's lives is or like if you feel horrible about your life looking at other people's great lives and stay away from my account my shit is fucking great hello how come this isn't working hello hello hi are you at the doctor's office yeah i'm still in the doctor's office we're waiting to see the doctor is he um, is he getting that cast cut off he got it off his cast, send me a picture, please. What? Send me a picture. I did. I sent you a video and a picture. Oh, you did? Oh, I didn't get it yet. Yeah. Damn. Oh, my God. Then why'd you write, oh, shit? Because I just saw the picture. I forgot you were going to the doctor, and I'm just sitting here fucking off on my podcast. Uh, and, oh, yeah. David Weed says you're on the phone with Nick. I'm on the phone with Nick? Never mind. Oh, my <laughs> God. There's his cast. Does he get to bring it home? Yeah. Yes, if we could bring it home. <laughs> Look at his leg. I know. He's like, my leg's so skinny. Let me talk to him for a second. It still feels weird. Okay, yeah, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Heidi. Hey, Wait, baby. What? Hey, baby, what's up? Hey. Hi. Hi. Uh, what's up? So they cut, how did they take it off? With a saw that doesn't cut your skin, it tickles. Oh, that's crazy. And was it loud? Cool uh, it wasn't that loud. What was the doctor's name? I forgot. Did you make eye contact with him? Yes. Did you introduce yourself? He's my friend. Did you, he's your, you don't even know his name, dude. David. Oh, good job, David. Dr. David? That wasn't the doctor. Okay. No. Hey, you, the doctor didn't take it off. Hey, I'm so proud of you, buddy. You work so hard. I love you so much. You make sure you thank the, the medical staff there, okay? You tell them, hey, thank you for getting me better. Okay. Thank you for heal healing me. Hey, it will mean a lot to them to hear you say thank you and to make eye contact and smile. I'm telling you. Okay. You're a powerhouse you. of love and joy, and make sure you share that with people. Okay, thank you. All right. Love you. I love you too, baby. I'll see you in a few minutes. We'll party today. We'll party hard. Okay. All right. Bye. I love you. Bye. Hey, babe. Hello. Hey. Uh, I'm going to start crying. Oh, yeah. He's such a trooper. Yeah. It's definitely stiff. Oh, but he's just straightened it all the way. Hey, um, uh, Greg, Greg came on the podcast today. I saw. I popped on for a minute. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. He looks, they look like they're having fun. Oh my God. A rat looks like a surfer hunk. A little surfer hunk. <laughs> His hair is so awesome. awesome. Yeah, he looks so awesome. Oh, that is so cool. I'm happy for them. All right. Who's at the house right now with the kids? Well, I thought you were going to be done. So I just left them. Oh, all right. I'll go out there. No, I'm kidding. Your mom is there and McKenna should be there by now okay but you should relieve your mom i think she wants to go work out okay i need or a, she should I have a little more to talk a couple pieces to show about ejaculating and then um oh my and god and then i'll be done okay sorry caleb <laughs> <laughs> it's all good that's what we're here for <laughs> all right the doctor's oh, name is hi caleb hi dude the doctor's <laughs> name isn't nick is it no. Okay. Dr. Han. Oh, oh, it's an Are Asian it's an Asian okay. doctor? No. Gotta go. Bye. Okay, bye.
Right. Me, not an Asian doctor, Dr. Han. He's, that's Korean as fuck. <laughs> let me see. Let me, you want to, you, I, I, fuck, I might as well just, um, let me see if I can find, Nick, Nick sent me a text. I haven't opened it yet. Let me see. Um, okay, here it is. Uh, Spotify. Um, Angel of Pirate Radio, is this? Oh, it's showing me a Hulu ad? What the hell? Is that normal? Mm, on what? I didn't even know Spotify had video. Oh, yeah. They have it. I know Joe how, Rogan podcast is on. How come our show is not on video on Spotify? I thought it was once you guys switched over to the other distribution <laughs> app. I'm going to bug that guy today, Zach, and find out. Oh, my God. Spotify. Man, there's crazy ads on it. Song is there a band called The Pretenders? Yeah. Oh, there is. Oh, I wonder why he sent this to me. I thought it was him singing. I'm just fucking. I wasted a minute of your guys's life. Nick. Uh. Hey. Hey. Is this you singing? Nick was abusive too. Like he would write poetry and read it to me and I would ask him what the meaning is and he would get so fucking angry. Like, like, Hey dude, you got to know the meaning yourself, dude. You got to, you got to take your own meaning out of it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Thanks for making it safe for me to talk to you. Like, Why'd you write it then? Fuck. Hey, um, let me let me I shouldn't let me put some things in perspective too about Nick. He didn't just like he didn't just like intervene and um, tend to to my vagina. He tended to everyone's vagina. Like I would watch him take girls away from all the dudes. Like it was it was it was fun to watch when it was like Caleb's girlfriend he took away. Just <laughs> fucked if it was just fucked when he took yours away. Shit, what's but, next? But dude, he let me tell you he 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 yeah he he, he I. You know, he wasn't just like, hey, I'm only taking Sevon's pussy. It was like, he's taking everybody's pussy. <clears throat> oh, look at this. Kenneth DeLapp. Uh, Jamie Latimer won the Masters Fitness Collective in a Paper Street shirt and a CEO wristbands. No shit. She has CEO wristbands? That's dope. How do I see that? Uh, Jamie... I follow her. She just popped right up, right? Jamie. It didn't. Lat Latin. I get a dude. Did you find her account? What's her account? How can we find maybe, maybe it's Latimer? Latimer? L A T I M E R? Am I spelling it right? Latimer? Someone will tell us in a second. Janie repped the crew all weekend. That's awesome. Uh, oh, XFit Jamie. Thank you. Thank you. 
X fit Jamie. Oh, oh, Jamie Hicks is her name. No wonder yeah. I can't find her. She's not Jamie Latimer. Oh, shit. She does have the wristbands on. What a G. What a G. Look at that shit. How much is that bag? Can I lift that bag up? 100? 150? No, probably not. Not if it's one. Oh, it's 150. Nope, I'm not lifting that up. Dang. That's dope. Yeah, good job, Jamie. Fuck. Hey, that's a, for anyone who doesn't know, that's a specimen. Uh, when you, I got to stand by her at the uh, CrossFit Games. God, she, she's shorter than me, I think. She's a fire plug. Proportioned, amazing. Great, great body. Uh, but tiny, but fuck powerhouse. Do you remember? You must be a giant next to her, Caleb. Yeah, I'm a lot taller than her. But yeah, she's, yeah. she's pretty stacked. And when she like when she's in the media pit, like she's different than there's a hundred people in the media pit and she's different. Yeah, you can definitely pick her out. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, that one's like a real crossfitter. <laughs> yeah, she's cool as shit. Awesome. Wow, look at her. Beast. How come there's only two people on the podium? Do you see the picture next to it? No. Where's the other chick? She probably went home or something. Probably. That dude, oh. Look at scroll over a picture. There's a guy in the 65. I thought that guy scroll over one. I thought that guy was like in her same age group. I was like, what the fuck? But no. <laughs> a little older. Yeah. By three decades. That's cool. Damn, she's getting some. Look at the look at the post. Look at the other post before that. She's just in savage mode. She got a little lean as she goes around that rope. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, this is cool. Oh, she's proud of her boys too. Damn. All right. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that, Kenneth. That's cool as shit. Like she's not a grandma. She's like thirty. She's young still. She's like still like look. She got like two teenage boys and shit. Uh, Jake Azan, nice to see you, Jake. Been a while. I worked with her at the games for Clydesdale Media. Jamie is awesome. Don't tell my wife. Oh shit! Someone died mid comp. I think sixty plus age division went into cardiac arrest and they resuscitated him. Oh, that's what? a great. That's a great two sentences. Died and then at the end resuscitated. That's fucking crazy. You know what I think. You know what I think. Uh, Caleb Newpole, CEO wristband. You don't sell those, do you? That's a. Uh, um, uh, I don't think they these sell very well for some reason. I don't know why. They're dope. It's winter. I haven't worn these in a long time, but now I got them on my desk again. Uh, yeah. Fuck. Let's party. All right.
Good show. Dale King. Greg Howard. No. Dale King. Greg Glassman. The other Greg. Damn it. Greg, Greg, whatever. Whatevs. Just kicking it here with my bestie, Caleb. Tomorrow's trash day, and Brian Friend and Facundo will be here in the morning. Hey, could you guys tell I was winging it with Dale? By the time I watched his movie last night and I was done, I was so tired. I had no notes. I didn't give Caleb any notes. Caleb killed it today. No notes, no links, nothing. <laughs> it's like 70% of the shows, but... <laughs> hey, hey, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Not that, but here's the thing: seventy percent of the shows Caleb doesn't get notes, but I have them, and I just don't share. <laughs> but only five percent of the shows don't have any notes at all. The other, I got to keep Caleb on his toes. That explains a lot. Gives me something to do. It's cool. Um, my uh oh, tomorrow my gardener comes. He says, uh, t- "We will be there tomorrow, hermano." Nice. Yeah. My gardener hugs me so fucking tight. Hermano. Yeah. Javier. Yeah. Baller. Mexican dude from Mexico. Got fucking killing it. You know what I mean? Just balling. Straight stereotype. Fucking got the fleet of trucks. And he he sent his, I get his kid to do my house. Right. Like I don't get like, just like the rando Venezuelan dudes who are probably working there. Yeah. Yeah. He told me the other day, he's like, he's like, you know, I fired your neighbor. I'm like, you did? He goes, how come? He goes, she told me why you send guys to my house who don't speak English. I was like, you're racist. We're out of here. <laughs> I was like, dang. That's awesome. I told the dude, I tell the hey, your dudes can pee in the backyard if they want. Just so you know, I'm cool. Just have them go against the fence. <laughs> I do it all the time. <laughs> Dude, two acres, you can pee wherever you want. That's my favorite part. Because you the two wherever. bathrooms don't yeah. like they're you can't use them. So I'm like, well, I'll just I guess walk two hundred yards and are you on septic? Yeah, septic. And, and what about water? Are you on well? Uh no, I'm not on but, well but, water. But you they don't ration there. It's not no, like California. Yeah. Okay. No. God, that's awesome. It's cool. The guy. How was my Mexican act? How was my Mexican accent? There was it. It is pretty good. My mover was hella Mexican. The driver, uh-huh. hella Mexican. Hella Mexican. <laughs> he sounded. <laughs> you sounded just like him. He did, and he doesn't even sound like that either. Like that sounds like someone who's been in L.A. like for a couple generations. My dude is just straight fucking. You know, out of straight out of Mexico. I oh, love just him. Sema knows my land. We're on two wells. We're on well water. Oh, are you? That's what she she did. She did did my site survey, so she knows. Oh, seriously? Yeah, dude, that's awesome. If you're on wells, hey, and we're not even so the the person before me on my property dug a new well and they had to fill the old well, and I'm like, fuck, really? Yeah, because just they have all sorts of water right laws here in California. Oh, you can only have one well per property or whatever. Unless one's an ag well. Oh. This friend of mine that you also know 
dug a new well on his property, a second well. First, he planted just 100 trees on his property so he could have a second well. Oh, okay. <laughs> then he dug a second well because he just wants it. So he yeah. dug a second because now it's an ag well. Right. So, uh, fruit trees. So then he dug a second well, and his second well water was better than his first well water, so he switched the two. He made his first well his ag well. And gotcha. Yeah. Ball, baller. Okay. That's cool. Hey, Sebi, how do I get a CEO flag? I want one for my home gym, but they're all sold out. Oh, uh, text me, and I'll put you in touch with uh, Vindicate. Is that who? With Travis? Yeah, Travis. You had 30 Mexicans at your house? We had the exterior of our house done last summer, and 30 Mexicans asked if they could just pee down behind the pine tree. I... 30 Mexicans. At most, I've had five Mexicans, like four gardeners and Dave. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. One of my valves is leaking. It's fucking stressing me out, and he knows it because that means water's just coming off, coming, getting pulled out of my well. I hate that. Do you, does that? Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, it's waste. It's it's like I have a limited supply of water, and it's fucking going. It would be like if some chick was leaking over uh, ovaries, uh, eggs. It's like, yo, motherfucker, there's only so many in there. <laughs> there's this. There's a new. Um, there's a new meme account. Yeah, no rep news. Yeah. Oh shit. And whoever this is is just ass pounding. Oh shit. Oh shit. There's one ass pounding Hiller. <laughs> what is up with this one? This account? I don't know. I don't know who runs it. I don't. I don't know anything about it. Uh, YouTuber Andrew Hiller tragically injures hand creating Danny Price and Mikey content because he couldn't let it go. Probably a repetitive stress injury from patting himself on the back. <laughs> hey, it should say Andrew Hiller gets shit on his dick from ass pounding Danny Price and Mikey swoosh so much. <laughs> That's a great picture of Hiller, dude. Something you look Jewish in that picture, dude. Look at your face, your nose. That's a crazy picture of Hiller. Look at he looks like a like he came out from underground like a mole. <laughs> it's probably because he did. Came out of his his computer cave. I like the Andrew Hiller ones. Up, uh, performance enhancing drug user who supported Liver King. Accuses working mother and small business owner of using performance enhancing drugs. Stupid. That was good. That one was good. Yeah, but I don't know. Listen. Uh, D Dave Castro, the games will be 95% indoors. We will be 
outside less time than it takes me to do a heavy deadlift. Wow, come on, dude. This, this is recycled shit from fucking 1752. Okay, Ben Bergeron. Let's see. He gets ass pounded. Ben Bergeron pledges entire routine. Greg Glassman performed first in 2011 at a speech. I don't get it. Uh, Eric Rosa. Okay, I love pounding Eric Rosa. He's a douche. Former CrossFit CEO and chairman Eric Rosa has still not been seen or heard from since entering the fitness relocation program. Oh, no. These aren't good, right? I don't know. I don't even get that. Shot at everybody. (laughs) I know, but I'm just... uh, Key... Canon seeks investors for its new red light gender affirming therapy for barbells. Come on, man. Give me something. Uh, uh, YouTuber Andrew Hiller blocked by second inanimate object in two weeks. Oh, that's good. Wow. Did that plunge company really block him? Yeah, they did. Dude. And do. How ridiculous. Well, it's just stupid. He's just going to fuck you in your ass. Four times CrossFit Games champion hunts vegetarians and brags about it. Yikes. What's uh, Rich having his mouth there? Duck call. Oh, no shit? Yeah. God, that's gangster. Or turkey gall. Just depends on what they're hunting. I don't get this one either. CFHQ saving millions by moving sport to a state where they won't have to insure the female athletes. Texas is so uptight about female reproductive health. Texas is so uptight about... What's female... Female... Reproductive health is that code for aborting babies for killing babies in the womb? Probably Texas is so uptight about killing babies in the womb. I bet they won't even let them do Olympic lifting. I don't I don't even fucking understand that. I don't get it either. Marv, you like this one? No judgment. (laughs) 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 Oh my god. Stupid. Don't even bother. Dude, someone just make one that just tears Hiller up. Hiller's so fun and funny. He's so fucking funny. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, Jake, text me, and I, and I can put you in touch with uh, Vindicate for the CEO flag. Oh, I feel my energy levels dropping. Uh, Zach Jones, I hope this account hits Sevy hard after this. Dude, this account has can't hit anyone hard. This shit straight just pussified. Uh they just posted a new one a few seconds ago. Okay, let's see. I don't even think that one's very good. I just looked at it. Yeah, I don't even get that one. The one with the stadium? No, the one with Laura. 
Oh, I don't see it. Can I see it? Uh, will there be an asterisk next to Laura's CrossFit Games win if she loses the rogue invitational to this baby? To Tia's baby. Oh, that's Tia's baby? Oh, to Tia's baby. I don't get it. I don't even I don't even get these. For all you mean people out there, not you, Wad Zombie. I don't get 80% of your shit. Like the, I don't even get that. I don't either. I don't want to have to think of so there might be an ask. Are they implying that there's an asterisk by Laura's name because Tia didn't compete this year? And if so, why is that funny? It's a lot of leaps. That one sucks hard. That one, they all suck, dude. These all suck. The only good thing about that one Hiller one is pretty good, but they should have put shit on his dick instead of um, uh, her injured his hand. Uh, I'd put shit on Hiller's dick before I injured his hand. <laughs> I hate the cops thing. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Assholes. Thank you, Philip. 